Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to For Geek's Sake. My name is Al Sterling in the studio today. We, oh, no. I don't even know how to do this anymore. Producer Eli? No. He, no hey, not. everybody. No. That's not what Dan that, no. No, that was. That was um, Emily, Emily doing Dan. Producer Emily doing okay. Producer Dan. So exactly. Eli doing Emily Eli doing, doing Dan. Eli doing Emily doing Dan. Actually, that's our new Patreon level. Uh, <laughs> also, so, what I'm doing on Friday night. hi Thing. So uh, here's what happened. Let me tell you guys, which is right out the gate, what happened. Uh, and this part is serious. So Dan's wife, Michelle, uh, accidentally hurt herself and broke her leg in two places. Dose places. She uh-huh. needs to stay out of those places. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> ah, wow. Sorry. No, the pun comes at the end of the show. <laughs> Don't you try to sneak that I'm shit I'm sorry out. that I laughed so hard at that as we're talking about this very, very unfortunate situation it really for is. Poor Michelle. So, producer Dan is not here because he's taking care of his wife and family, and we wish uh, Michelle all the best. Like, like no joking, we wish her all the best. Uh, and we really actually appreciate Even despite that, producer Dan still put together the graphics package, which was just completely awesome of him. So, uh, thank you, Dan, producer Dan, and... Uh, Thank God, because if I had done it, it was just going to be a bunch of scribbles of stick figures. Right, I was actually literally just going to get sheets of paper. So <laughs> we, I wasn't even going to. I was just going to write like words on them and just kind of hold. Them. Uh, anyway, but so so you know, please get well soon, Michelle. Thoughts and prayers with you and all that. Uh, so we have technical director Eli now in the producer chair, mm-hmm. and we've got <laughs> senior senior automotive uh, uh, correspondent slash part time camera operator slash. I don't know. Senior assistant videographer. Senior, Get it right. You know what? You know what? I'm removing the assistant. <laughs> if you're just senior videographer. Senior assistant to the videographer. That works. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, I'm okay with that. Either way, okay with that. we have Ivan sitting over there. Sir Ivan Wysocki. Greetings, humans. Uh, we have, of course, we have co-host Liz. Hey, I'm still here in my normal place. Yeah, right now. You I'm, and I are where I'm we belong. I'm staying in my place. I don't know what to do next. Uh, and I am so excited to welcome from Gent Life. That's G E N T, by the by. Gent Life. We are pleased to welcome Brian. Hello. What's Good going on, here. man? Thanks for having me today. Yeah, absolutely. So Brian and I uh, met through uh, uh, Andy, who, by the way, you might remember from last week. Andy and Phil were on from Hero Spark, and you should still check them out. Here's you sure Spark. you didn't meet him through the Smooth Voice Reddit? Uh, no, that actually we didn't realize <laughs> that we were possibly be. we didn't realize we were both on the smooth voice Reddit until later. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, I have to tell you, so here's here's how here's how Brian got on the show because Gent Life is not geek focused, but is awesome. Uh, we went out for lunch, and uh, uh, we went to Teak, where we had the burger place. The, yes, where Ooh. we had donut burgers together. Uh, it was, I mean. I'm not going to say it wasn't a date because uh, we did <laughs> it was both. A it was definitely well. We both got the exact same thing. We had the donut burger. With, it, see, it would have been a date if one of you had said, "I want the donut burger." Well, I want this. Well, why don't we get it and split it in half? That's true. That's well, the donut how, was that's split in half. That's how you date successfully. Yeah. Uh, I think. Um, no, I think it was we needed each other mm-hmm. to to warrant. You know. Okay, yeah. let's to just justify. Do it. Are you, you going to get the donut? I'm going to get the donut burger. Yeah, let's get the donut burger. Effectively, what happened? Let's get the donut. So burger. we each, I think we each had the donut burger, and then we each had two old fashions. Right. And at that point, I was like, oh, so we're best friends. All right, well, you just want to wrap a, this up on a weekday at one o'clock. Right. <laughs> like like you do. Like as you should. And now I'm the best man. Uh, and it's like, so that's uh, <laughs> I'm like kidding. That. I am kidding. I'm just I'm just one of the groomsmen. Um, <laughs> you really want you're that the, you're No, the, you're not the, at all. Thanks. The, the, the best groomsmen. Yeah, the best. Exactly. So, uh, uh, and by the way, this is me calling you out right here now, Brian. I'm sorry to get up front. Uh, you owe me lunch, sir. 
That's true. So we have to, we're going to get this hashed out. I guess so. Guys, 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 that's not how a successful relationship forms. You never owe each other anything. Okay. Okay. No, you, you bought him lunch out of the goodness of your heart. You don't expect anything in return. That is, that's sort of true. That'll be $25 for this conversation. <laughs> but how, but how he sees it is I should want to buy him lunch as yeah, well. Yeah, it's not that, it's that he doesn't want you to buy him lunch. He wants you to want to buy him lunch. If I have to tell you, then it's not even, it doesn't even matter. I want to buy you lunch. Well, now uh, you just want to buy me lunch. Okay, anyway. Uh, on, on a quick side note, though, I will say, Al, you are one of the best groomsmen. Whether well, you're in the wedding or not, you're well, still one of you. the best grooms, and I will vouch for that personally. Al made my wedding happen. I, uh, I, it was, yeah, it's, been, yeah, he's a man of many weddings, that's for sure. He, I, he was a, the many. officiate at my brother's wedding two weeks ago, and yep. mine as yep. well. Yep. I performed the, yeah, I performed the ceremony for the senior party expert. I have been, <laughs> actually, my favorite part is when there's people that I haven't seen in a very long time, and they're like, Al, I really want you to be a groomsman. I'm like, oh, wow, I'm so tired. Hey, can you paint the bachelor party? I'm like, oh, okay. All right, yeah. now I see what, I see, I see you what You have is. to corral and galvanize 13. Right, right. At that point, I I'm like, oh my can, God. I just, can I just do that and not have to go pay for a tux? Can I just show up and do the rest of that right? stuff? That oh, happens? that's the best. I was so I was so envious. I recently went to a bachelorette party in Vegas, and two of the girls that were there were just there for the bachelorette party but aren't in the wedding party, and I'm like, this is bullshit. Yeah, that's... They just get to come to Vegas and drink. That's, that's exactly what I want. Anyway, uh, but... Tell folks, please, Brian, about Gent Life. Okay. Well, in essence, we are your situational wingman. We help uh, young men uh, graduate from baggy jeans and bad drinks and, uh, and help them in their environment with their corporate ladder you know, endeavors. We help them with uh, finding better places to take dates on dates, and we help them find better places to schedule business dinners, lunches. Maybe we should add the place that we had for the donut burgers. You need to add that place. <laughs> <laughs> we don't necessarily recommend uh, places where you know your food can end up as a fashion accessory at the end of the meal, but that was particularly good. Oh. Um, but yeah, we do it. We come from a number of different angles, but honestly, one place that I think you know is interesting that we get behind. Um, is we actually have a pretty good female response. And I think that is because uh, a lot of females are trying to help uh, their men graduate to their next level. Yeah, you're you're doing the work for us. Right. That, that, that's all we've ever wanted is for someone else to do that for <laughs> us. We are an ally. We so, are an ally. Yeah, so, so here's what I think is really interesting because we, we have talked about gender on this show really way more than I ever intended to talk about gender when, when, when we started for geek's sake. And I think it's real easy for, you know, we look at something like gent life there to, to be, to be misconstrued. You know what I mean? Like, like I would, if I was, I was trying to describe it. I would say, if you remember how I met your mother, remember Bar Barney Stinson, if you were to take away all the creep out of that, you right. know what I mean? Like all of the really creepy sexual assault, remove all that out of there. <laughs> uh, and, and then I think you got, I mean, what was the three pillars? It was uh, uh, dress, fashion, history, lifestyle. So look like a gent, live like a gent, learn like a gent. Uh, Al, I know that you think that you brought Brian here, but really this is an intervention. <laughs> <laughs> Are you suggesting that my t-shirt shorts and reefs aren't somehow? I'm going to need you to turn those in at the end. <laughs> you will sure. pull these reefs out of my cold, dead feet? Oh, oh that's my that's, but no, I mean, I and I think I remember the two, and I think every guy. Nice think, pun. Though. <laughs> oh. Al made a pun. Oh. Um, 
and I think I think I, I identified with it pretty quick because I think we've all had that point as a guy where you suddenly looked around and realized that um, you know slamming shots of of Cuervo uh, is just not quite seems to be that's not what the guys that are making more than like you know nine dollars an hour were doing you know yeah like, no if actually, you want to actually further your career there's a bunch of stuff that you got to learn and bluntly not all of us get a chance to learn it. So we have a strategist, a brand strategist that helps us get off the ground. When you're starting a business, I highly recommend it. And in some of our sessions, one of the things that I had to, it's almost like confession. You know, that's how she yeah. gets to the, to the root of what your business does. And as we were going through it, uh, one of the things that, you know, came out of me almost like in therapy was like, this block was meant for me at age 23. <laughs> oh I needed this. Yeah, oh, absolutely. <laughs> I needed somebody to help me understand how to, you know, make my clothing fit and be taken seriously with, you know, my elder statesmen who uh, controlled my life, you know, within the particular community that I was uh, in, in partaking in, whether that be your corporation or your school or, you yep. know, your group of friends and, you know, and how to stay the course through that, despite whatever ridicule you might get. Uh, somebody to help me decide. You know, I, I no, I no longer needed Red Bull and vodka. Uh, I could, yeah. I could graduate to the old fashioned of a Manhattan mm. or a fine wine or a Scotch. Um, somebody to, actually, you know, in history, some people are are have a tough time understanding where the history aspect comes from. Honestly, a lot of this comes from, you know reading books about your grandparents, you know, hearing things from your parents about your grandparents, how things were in the old days. And I think that there's a lot of good we can take from the past and a lot of bad that we can learn from the past and try to kind of infuse a better future together. But no better way to have those conversations than to have a little antidote of history at your fingertips. So true confession. Uh, I, on my honeymoon, um, was forced to go clothes shopping because I packed for my honeymoon. My wife is still furious with me about this. <laughs> I packed for my honeymoon for a week vacation in Cashiers, North Carolina, which is in the far, far western tip of, of North Carolina. I packed everything in the public grocery bag. Oh, uh, no. And it turns out there wasn't enough clothes in there. Oh, and boy. so my wife, furious with me and wondering to herself, what the hell did I just sign up for? So said, We're, well, the, there's well, there's an old Navy. We'll stop this at uh, this old Navy. And I was like, I don't know. That's a little like, that's a little too highbrow for me. Oh, old Navy was. Oh, yeah, old Navy. Mm. Old oh. Navy was a little too highbrow. How, for me. how, how old were you at the time? Uh, twenty three, twenty four. Uh, yeah, 24? see, you and yeah. I are yeah. we're about yeah, yeah. To <laughs> so then, so yeah, she brought me through Old Navy, and I'm like, oh wow, this is so fancy. So you know, there like, you are with your oh, plastic boy. bag suitcase. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the plastic bag did hold two pairs of cargo shorts. Yep, three old T-shirts. Yeah, actually, well, did you help me pack? Oh yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what I was I'm, in I'm that just bag. looking at what you were still wearing right now. <laughs> I think that outfit was actually right. in the bag. It may have been right? in the bag. So if you're listening yeah. to this podcast right yeah. now, we're giving you every reason to uh, <laughs> jump life. You guys, I now can do this stuff. I and still so will can default. You. Right. Oh, I, I yeah. still, my, my default is still going to be t-shirts, cargo shorts, and flip flops. I That's, will give him this. I have seen him from time to time because Al and I, as well as co-hosting pod, a podcast together, we are colleagues in real life. And I have seen him show up to the workplace in a fancy shirt where you flip the the sleeves and it's got the fun little paisley inlay on the, you know. So yeah, when I like got, yeah, when we got, when they showed up to the work thing. Yeah. It can be done. It yeah. Can, well, oh, but the beauty of the, the beauty of a dork podcast, I'm like, look, I'm wearing a Zelda shirt. This counts, people. This is nothing but untapped potential right here. 
here, basically. I, I'm so glad you've given me such a clear lane. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, look, Brian, Brian rolled up coming correct, too. I mean, he's got the jacket, the pocket square, the whole thing. Like, he came, his shoes, I was jealous. If, you're, if your shoes are my size, I'm going to take them from you. Uh, <laughs> but you, you have to take the flip-flops, so that's the trade-off. <laughs> Hey, hey, uh, these flip-flops have a bottle opener in the bottom, so let's... Oh, let's... you're not making it any better for yourself. <laughs> All right, moving Something on. Something to um, use your, for your core. You don't life. even drink beer. He I doesn't know. even drink beer. But you know what? So many people have been used, have been uh, really grateful that I've had that. All right, you consider it a public service? I am a public service. Oh. Uh, other things to note. Yes. Go on. I was just going to say, if you were done with the top of the show stuff, I had a top of the show thing. But I, I got two more top of the show things. Of course, yeah. First of all... <laughs> Vote. <laughs> there we go. We'll talk more on that point later. And uh, the last thing I had, I just came across this randomly as I was doing my show prep. Did you know we got the Harley Quinn animated series coming up? Uh-huh. We're talking about this. This is uh, Kaylee Cuoco. You're doing great. Penny from Big Bang Theory. Right. Uh, I'm calling she, it Valley Quinn. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of. <laughs> She's actually doing the voice of Harley Quinn, and I'm like, oh, this is not off to a great start. Yeah. But do you know who's playing the Joker in this animated series? Who do we got? Alan goddamn Tudyk. There we go. Ooh. Alan Tudyk is playing the Joker, and I didn't know how badly I needed that until, until, until I read you it. knew that you needed it. Wow. This is the first time since Mark Hamill that I think maybe we've got a Joker that can compete. With all due respect to Mr. Ledger, uh, it's, it's, it's Mark Ladies Hamill. and gentlemen, the Joker with the jokiest. Do we not, do we not acknowledge uh, Nicholson? Oh, Nicholson was great. There haven't been, to, to my mind, there's only been one subpar Joker. And that was Jared Leto. Yeah. And that was really wasted potential because the idea of a hardcore gangster Joker is an awesome idea. Not Leto. Not. It's funny, but no. ironically, you know what Leto's become uh, from a PR perspective, you would think would make a perfect Joker. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like this has to be a joke. Yeah. This, yeah. But I'm not sure. Oh. Ooh, That's ooh. why I don't understand why everybody's all bugged out about Joaquin Phoenix because I'm like he's insane in real life. This is a great right. cast, guys. I don't. <laughs> this, is, this is just typecast. <laughs> why are we upset about this? They just this all they did was tell him to put on makeup and then you know, some clown makeup and then go for it. Right. He uh, thinks he's on a reality insane show. Insane is not popular. <laughs> yeah. So what did you do you have a top of the show thing too? Um I wanted to bring up the fact that we have not talked about tap dancing in a long time. We have not talked about tap dancing. And I need new tap shoes. Has anybody um did anybody have anything to report about tap dancing? Because I have nothing to report about tap, tap dancing. Tap dancing or tap shoes? Dance lessons of any form? Nothing. I tried to sign up, didn't work out. No. You're you not supposed I mean, Oh, sign up for dance. We are currently checking for those of you who are not familiar, we're currently checking to see whether or not we can get our phones or other listening devices to talk, uh, to recommend something that we would never actually search for to mm-hmm. find out whether or not they're listening, whether or not it's supposed to be. Yeah. Well, no, I'm just generally interested in tap dancing now. Like, I think this would be a very smart thing to add to my gentlemanly you know, repertoire. Hey, let dance. Hey, Gene Kelly probably pulled yeah. so much talent. Dude, That's what I'm saying. <laughs> dancing was the best thing I ever learned to do uh, as far as being able to interact with, particularly the opposite sex. Correct. Uh, that was, and, but, and, not, and, but not necessarily. And at, that, and, the, and at that one wedding, the same sex. And at that one, well, not just that one wedding, but sure. I mean, on several <laughs> occasions. There have been other times. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> a wingman does not discriminate. That's true. true. <laughs> that is true. Oh, listen, I love. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so we're still looking for tap dancing and dancing and tap shoes. We'll see if we see if Facebook suddenly decides to recommend a dance studio to us. Uh, we ready? This week in B roll is what we're doing. So we're we're dragging we're, we're we're dragging Brian along here 
and uh, we're gonna see what goes on. What was up first there? I'm. Oh crap! Well, I'm sorry. All right, great. So with the um, you're fired. Oh wait, no, <laughs> no. Can we fire him? No, nope. no. We're gonna need at least at the end of the episode. There we go. I mean, no, normally I'm not here when he tries to do this, so it might be like the pressure. I of... made an adjustment. Hey, hey, <laughs> you're doing a great job. Don't let it didn't blow up yet. Don't let producer, technical director Eli get There's a lot of pressure head. here. It's like yeah, my no, you're mentor doing... sitting here staring at me like, hey, no. it's, oh, is you're it, doing is it, great. Is it the beard? Is it beard envy? Do you have beard envy right now? A little bit. Okay. I do. I do. That is a fine beard. It is. It is. Me... I know. Sorry, I can't talk. I'm, I'm staring daggers at <laughs> I've, I'm. <laughs> I'm actually working. I've actually decided to to grow it out myself. You need to get it back out. You yeah, have a coming. very nice beard, man. Yeah, we're we're going. It's at the scraggly phase, but I'm getting ready to clean it up. Yeah, as I said, we got to work on. Yeah, we got the neck the beard neck going beard on. Thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what's Gent Life had to say on neck beards? Well, is Gent Life anti neck beard? Uh, generally speaking, uh, yeah, we that's... prefer a clean shave. Uh, either uh, in the neck area, clean, or all of the above. Or, however. Uh, it is what now two days before no shave November, so I mm-hmm. suppose you could make a good excuse to not shave at all. True. That's uh, November. That's where, and I think I think this this year were you gonna? You uh, I gonna... Ce- I celebrate no shave November every year. It's <laughs> my favorite month. <laughs> it's too cold for shorts. <laughs> Doing the damn thing. It, it rolls into no shave December, January, and February, <laughs> and there's a lot of leggings and boots involved. So. I would too. To be honest with you, I absolutely would do the same thing. Uh, all right, so anyway, so let's get started. So first up, uh, from the AV Club, we have a story about Apu, who is uh, from The Simpsons. He is the Indian gentleman that runs the Quickie Mart. And uh, apparently there has been a lot of controversy recently because they've been uh, people have been offended by how stereotypical the character is. They seem a little bit offensive. And so uh, after a bunch of out people yelling at each other and all that stuff, what they finally decided to do was they're just kind of removing him from the show. They're not killing him off. They're not doing anything like that. They're just kind of not going to include him anymore. Did you not see my follow-up message? I did. Well, there was the guy who came yeah. back and one of the original writers for the show yeah, exactly. said that they think that was dumb. And then the producers of the show said, shut up. You're not in charge anymore. Right. Um, Which makes me think it's not going to happen. Like, you guys can get as upset as you want, like. No, no, no. It's the people in charge of the show that said they were removing it. Oh, yeah. No, it's, it's got to happen. The former writers were the ones that were arguing the point. Um, here's the thing. So I was thinking about this. I was at Universal mm-hmm. uh, Studios this past weekend, and I'm walking with the family through, and we're going through the Simpsons area, and I was thinking about Apu and how they're getting rid of him as I looked at the giant quickie mart that they have there, and I was like, you know, I feel like the Simpsons has done that a lot, though. There's not, Apu's not the only offensive character, right? And as I'm thinking that, the Bumblebee Man taco truck starts playing La Cucaracha. <laughs> and I thought, I don't think that's the only character that they're going to want to take a look at if that's really their goal. Right. But, um, I mean, every character in this show is a... Like, is a stereotype. Dram- dramatized. It's going to yeah. be offensive to somebody. Right. I mean, Somebody's going to be offended. Like, should we be offended that... Oh, it's they're all stereotypical. The pastor, white family. The pastor, the pastor um, with his the comic book guy. And I think yeah, and that's, that's one of the quotes from the articles where I was they born say, "Born a snake handler, I'll die a snake handler." So like you know, they they <laughs> they they bring up the fact that like the Simpsons, as as comical and, and as much like hyperbole as it actually is, does kind of encapsulate a good amount of diversity. So I can understand, obviously, why. Apu's character himself might be offensive. However, 
is removing the diverse character from the show really the best option or do exactly. we write him into a better station and right. keep the diversity? You well, know it's what an I mean? upgrade. Yeah. He's now in management. Right. Well, that's actually, like, it's so funny you mentioned this. So there was a contest done by people who wanted to save Apu and uh, they had submissions for how to fix the Apu problem. And one of the submissions came from out, out of New England. There was an Indian gentleman there who said, here's what happens. Apu works his way up and suddenly he owns all of the quickie marts in you know, uh, the state of right. whatever. And yeah. then he goes from being, you know, a poor hourly employee to being like a corporate millionaire. Right. Who's then still, you still have him on the show. He's still able to do his thing. How do we know that? And you have no positive. Apu wasn't incredible with his own bookkeeping and is already yeah. a millionaire and just prefers right. to right. great people and sell Slurpees. I, I don't see why that Squishy. happens to me. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Apu is uh, – uh, he does hold a doctoral degree. Yeah. So – As he, to many cab drivers. Yeah, he's he's quite intelligent. Of... He's toured and done like the musician thing. Yeah. I think yeah. he's – what is he, a superhero in one of the episodes? Oh, yeah, dude. He's like, done all sorts of and stuff. He's, he's like one of the most stable, good-natured characters in the entire show. Yeah. Like I know – And I think – you know, and I think that's, that's another part of the issue is that I could like – the character is in no way being like degraded in the show. No. I don't. I don't think I've ever seen anybody be like abusive towards the character. Yeah. I feel like there is a stereotypical element there that may or may not need some correction. However, I I really just I, I feel like I, I call this the 2018 problem. Where I mean, like, okay, how long has The Simpsons been on the air? 25 years, 26 years. Set. And and this character has been consistent the entire 25 years that this right. show has been on the air. Well, and so have many other <laughs> potentially racist. Yeah, but we'll be man. absolutely. Yeah, like, you know, like, like oh my god, yeah. how not every other the, character's the, been there for twenty five years. Exactly. Like, the like, Scottish janitor with a drinking problem. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, but it's, who's not offended by this show? And why are you just now bringing it exactly? Up? And I, and again, I think it's yeah. like everyone is is and, and and this it's very difficult for me to say this because I am you know like a woman in the social climate of 2018. But I think that everyone is so hyped up on the on the PC wave, right? That all of a sudden this is a problem when it may not really be yeah. a problem. Right. Like right. when how deal? far how far is too far? Yeah, as, from everything that we've seen in the articles, like it's it, like he's gone. You know, to your point, isn't it interesting when you have liberal lawmakers like Chuck Schumer actually coming out and saying we need to back it down a bit on the PCness? Like that might be a good sign. Yeah, we have we overcorrected just right. the scope. We might yeah. have overcorrected to the point where everything's vanilla, and I'm not sure that was the intention. Granted, this I, is thought, a I thought everything being market. vanilla was kind of the problem in the first. Hi Hey, sorry, white okay. people. Uh, no, well, and, and, and <laughs> that wasn't where I was intending to go, but, <laughs> but it works. For, uh, but actually, well, here's the thing: I don't. I think that one of the things people have lost here too is when Matt Groening brought out The Simpsons. It was offensive. It was hard. It was the first grown-up cartoon show that most Americans had ever heard of. Right. And I mean. We now, I mean, we're now so desensitized with Rick and Morty and Bojack Horseman. Right. But but listen, I mean, people, this thing was available at 8, 9 o'clock at night. There were children watching The Simpsons, and oh. parents lost their ever-loving minds. I wasn't allowed to watch it. Yeah. At but, all. But then watched for another two decades. Yeah, right, exactly. Right, yeah. And now, and you know, I mean, and, and look, you, South Park, Family Guy, those things... There's, I mean, South Park has a whole episode dedicated to the fact that there's literally nothing the Simpsons haven't already covered. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and Simpsons did it. Simpsons did and it. I believe Family Guy makes a lot of similar references. Yeah. Yeah. That well, I feel like Simpsons. I felt like South Park did it, but I felt like they were kind of giving a nod to respect. Like yeah. you know, like you 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 respect them because this is this is your this is the elder statement. Whereas I feel like South Park kind of did it as a little bit more of a middle finger. Yeah. Uh, until actually. Bart teams up with Cartman to go take out family. <laughs> right, right, right. The crossover <laughs> episode. I don't think I saw that episode. It yeah, was. It was pretty funny. It was good. Uh, you know, and the one thing that I will say about this, though, to play devil's advocate a little bit, is that I, I don't agree with the removing of the character. I think that's, I think that's not solving the problem at all because now you're just wiping out representation of right. Indian Americans. You know what I mean? True. Um, and I think that uh, so. And your only Hindu character. Just saying. Aziz Ansari's show on Netflix, Master of None, actually does an episode where they cover this very well, where he is, you know, an actor in LA and he goes to like a screen reading and they give him his lines and he reads them and they go, yeah, but like, can you do it in an accent? You know what I mean? And so they, they really talk about like typecasting and stereotyping and, and they cover the fact that like, there's, there's this huge demographic of, of, you know, Indian actors that are just being typecast and just being put in those types of roles. Hey, so, they can play Indians. They can play Middle Easterners. If they want to play a terrorist. <laughs> they can play Hispanics. Um, I'm out. I'm out. Those are the things they're allowed yeah. to play. Yeah that, yeah, that was that was the whole list. Exactly. So it is. You know, there is a misrepresentation of a whole demographic in in Hollywood in general. Right. You know. So so we get that. But I think that was you know obviously the Simpsons, Family Guy, and South Park's intent was to. You know, over highlight different right. stereotypes, and by the way, democratically, I mean, yeah, oh they yeah, they make white jokes just as much as they make uh, yeah. black jokes and Asian uh, racial. There's no uh, religious. Yeah. you know, there's no safe. I think group. I think PC culture has completely ruined the point of satire. Nobody really truly understands and appreciates satire anymore because everyone is so busy being offended. How in the by hell everything. do you do satire in 2018? You don't. You can't. How are you? No, forget the PC. Like, how do you make satire in 2018? Well, right. I mean, like, there is no satire anymore because I, reality. I don't know, is. but BoJack <laughs> just got a fifth season, so that's true. Yeah. That's yeah. true. All right, moving on here. Uh, speaking of stereotypes, oh, I didn't want to cover this one. I really, <laughs> I really didn't. But this, it needs to be done. I think, I think of all people, you need to cover this because I think you even mentioned this about going to Dice Tower Con. Oh, God, yes. So and This isn't a Smash Brothers issue. This is just a con issue this in is general. A, this is a dork issue. Look, <laughs> we need to police our own. Uh, yeah, I think we this do. Is so uh, uh, the big, this big Smash tournament has come out, and um, there are message boards that have exploded from people that participate and attend the Smash tournament. I'm sorry. Let me back up. Mm-hmm. Doing that thing what, what is Smash? So we are referring to a game uh, on Nintendo called Super Smash Brothers, and in it, you get they take all of their Nintendo property characters and other video game property characters they get a hold of, and they you get a chance to find them. So you have Mario, <laughs> you get Mario versus uh, uh, Kirby, uh, Kirby versus Ryu versus Morgana, if you remember that one. Uh, Star Fox, Mr. Game and Watch, uh, which is literally yeah, throw sausages. The, <laughs> remember the 1980s? So in the 1980s, boys and girls. There were these watches that were about one inch by one inch, and you could actually play a single game on your watch, uh, and it would tell time, and you could play games. Have you ever seen one, Liz? I've not seen one in person. Does yeah. your Apple Watch do that? I yeah. don't have an Take Apple Watch. Take that, millennials. <laughs> yeah. Well, this was yeah. So this was and it literally one game, and it was like it was not even one color. Uh, actually, no, it was literally one color because the background stayed static. Like the background it's, was. It was monochrome for yeah, sure. It yeah. was. 
Uh, and then in Pokemon, anyway, so the game here is all of these characters then fight each other, and um, it's a really fun and entertaining game. Uh, and there's big tournaments where you can play this against each other and people win money. I will say that this game has probably resulted in more domestic disputes than Monopoly has. It's coming up on. I mean, Monopoly <laughs> had a huge head start. Yeah, that's very true. Uh, but, but this game uh, is definitely... Monopoly's been ruining families since, what, the 60s? <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. But, hey, listen, dude, this game's coming up quick. Uh, oh, I forgot. You can now play the news, or you can play the dog from Duck Hunt. Oh my God! <laughs> you know the dog that laughs at you whenever you miss. This, I want to. I sorry. want somebody. So a long time ago, boys and girls, there yeah. was a game called Duck Hunt on the NES. On the original yeah, Nintendo like, Entertainment. Can we just put that dog in as a ghost character, and I'll just whoop the shit out of him the whole time? <laughs> yeah, I used to try to shoot the dog. Everybody yeah. did. Yeah, everyone tried everyone to shoot the dog. Everyone shot the dog. Uh, yeah, I was like, like, how many times can I pull the trigger at that son of a bitch while he laughed at me? Hate to admit that. Um, anyway, so the point hey, here is... He was a jerk. He was an ass. He deserved it. He had a coming. He was supposed to be my best friend. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You could over here and pull the trigger, you <laughs> anthropomorphic asshole. Um, so the point here is, uh, at these Smash tournaments, they uh, there's an issue with hygiene. And um, it has exploded on the message boards. And this isn't the first time this comes up. This comes up pretty regularly. But this one caught my attention because of how many, how much there's a fight amongst the participants uh, and how bad this particular case has gotten to the point where the tournament was having a, starting to run into issues finding a location to host it because it's known as the stinky con or something like that. Yeah, there's a there's a personal hygiene issue. Yeah. So um, we we saw this at Dice Tower Con. As a matter of fact, when you sign up for Dice Tower Con, one of the things one of the things that you get from Dice Tower Con repeatedly, Dice Tower Con, by the way, being the absolutely Badass four-day board game convention. Five-day. Five-day five day board game convention that uh, Elijah and I go to whenever we're allowed to. And uh, they tell you repeatedly, sleep, please, and bathe. Uh, please bathe and please sleep. And Dice Tower Con was not... That was good. It was good. Because Dice Tower is a is a twenty four hour convention, right? Yeah, it's you can literally at all at any time. Yeah, they have twenty four hours a day. Yeah, yeah. they have another Just, place like that. It's called Las Vegas. Yeah. twenty four <laughs> hours a day. But from what I remember, uh, I, I I didn't encounter a lot of non sleeping. Well, maybe non non sleeping. Yes, definitely non bathing. I don't recall as no, much. No, you also don't. You're in a state that you may not um, care as much, and you also don't remember. Those situations in Vegas well. or Dice Tower Con because I was sober for Dice Tower Con. Vegas, totally. Vegas. Uh, that's yeah. good because I was lying about being sober at Dice Tower Con. Um, <laughs> so the uh, and so one of the things that I thought was really interesting because I've also been like for a long time I've worked I've had been friends some of my best friends are still some hardcore nerds and I I've had to have this conversation with many of them like like they're like well I just don't understand why girls don't like me I'm like well your haircut and your hygiene are where we're gonna start. Then I'm going to send you over to Gent Life, and maybe Gent Life can help you out here. I was going to just say, this is a perfect segue. Yeah, it is. Have you ever gotten, like, a like an Italian hoagie and then, like, accidentally left, like, with extra onions and then, like, accidentally left it in your car all day? Yeah, that's how you, that's how they, well, and one of the things <laughs> that they had to mention here, too, was which I had never thought to tell people before, but one of the things that they've had to talk about there is even if you are showering on a regular basis, if your clothes haven't been washed in five days, it doesn't matter. It doesn't count. Gentlemen, if this sounds like you, it's gent, G-E-N-T, dash life.com. <laughs> Ladies, if this sounds like your boyfriend or husband-to-be, God help loved you. One. <laughs> you no. can also find us on Instagram, gent.life. <laughs> yeah, just, just... Shameless plugs. Thank you for setting me up. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, I thought you might enjoy this one. Yeah, they... 
I just it still yeah, goes. Did, on. Didn't they like draft something into their official rules? Yes, right? you yeah. can now be thrown out if you smell bad. As they should. I believe yeah. that uh, yeah. you are it's, a gamer second, a good human, and community contributor first. Right? <laughs> like, unless here's the thing though: respect if that's your strategy. That's true. Well, right, right, yeah. Like, just overpower you with my stink. Well, I've been to some nerd type tournaments, right? Um, and the the smell, the aura, if you will, this overpowering uh, nerd aura, let's call it that. <laughs> uh, it does extend and have like a like a, a, a banishing radius. Yeah, yes. it's an aura too. I think. So like I've been to like a Magic the Gathering tournament, and I'm sitting. 15 feet away from somebody that's like, I can't focus. Like, nope. this is affecting. That's got to be yep. like at least a negative 10 to charisma. It, absolutely. <laughs> oh, okay. yeah. Negative 10 disadvantage on checks. Like, it's like, you know what it's got to do? I think what we got to start doing is we've got to do like, you know, you hear that folks that have to deal with homicides, you know, like when dealing with dead bodies. Yeah, exactly. We'll take a little bit of vapor, vapor rub and rub it like on there, just run right underneath their nose. I'm thinking that may not be a bad strategy if you're stuck, really. Just kind of do one of those. I don't know. I'm rude enough to go over and be like, come here, man. Let's okay, have a, you know, let's no, have yeah, a chat. You have to. <laughs> this isn't yeah. stench the gathering, okay? Right, let's, <laughs> ah, let's move on. Ah. So, yeah. So, uh, Bay, please, is really our big takeaway there. Please, Bay. And, and their takeaway. And their takeaway as well. There you go. More, more important to be their takeaway. Uh, Ivan, the next yeah. person coming out, coming out of Kotaku. Yeah. Oops, nope, sorry. That was for a Smash Brothers. My butt. <laughs> Jalopnik, which makes a lot more sense considering the topic. Jalopnik uh, wants us to know about smart cars and the prices to fix them. And for that, we turn to our senior automotive correspondent, Sir Ivan Wysocki. Hello, hello. That was me throwing it to you, buddy. Oh, oh, hi, shoot. I'm going to do something. Yes. 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 <laughs> do you know about cars? Um, is cars your geek? They have wheels, right? Yeah, those are the those things. things. Yeah, those yeah, things. Yeah. Okay, not the wings. wings. No, no, with, with engines. Wheels and engines. You okay. got to have, otherwise you're talking about like... Okay. I mean, they are exactly the same now as they were in like 1923. Ah. Not exactly. Yeah. Okay. Well, educate us. That's the whole topic of the day. Yeah, see <laughs> all right. So the point of this article was talking about how with all the new stuff that we've added to our cars. So we have, you know, lane keep assist, we have automatic cruise control, we have parking sensors, we have backup cameras, we have all this crazy technology now in our cars and people don't realize how much it costs to fix it. And I think now those repair bills are starting to add up as people are kind of, you know, hitting shopping carts and malls and getting billed for, you know, $8,000. Right. Well, give us yep. a give us a ballpark of like when this technology first kind of surfaced on the scene. When did we first start seeing? Because, I mean, like, I think we started with, like, you know, we, we got fancy with, like, the reverse cameras. And then we yeah. started getting, like, the overhead cameras. And now we've got, let me, first of all, let me tell you, lane assist. Mm-hmm. Hate it. Really? Oh, really? Absolutely cannot. So Which... I test drove a brand new car and the uh, the sales rep was demonstrating to me, like, oh, just go ahead and try and drift out of your lane. And when the car yanked me back over, I was like, oh, oh no, no, no. Oh, it physically. It, yeah, there's that. And then there's also um, I rented a car recently, went on a trip. I rented a car and it was a brand new like Chevy Equinox. Mm. And every time something got close to my side, my ass would vibrate. Like the seat would like give there me are like so many jokes. Like... <laughs> so many jokes. Yeah. And That's assault. There's the old, I'm gonna go no, with that I, was, I mean, the first time I felt very violent. And I was like, have I, I mean, the, I mean, the first, the second time I was like, mm, the man. first time is terrifying because <laughs> it's, like, it's like, have I just lost control of my balance? Like, does, <laughs> does everybody else in the car know that that just This happened? must have been the Vegas trip. <laughs> no, this is actually the Arizona trip. 
But yeah, no, I'm, I'm not a fan because to me, I, I guess, I mean, granted, it was a rental car, so I wasn't prepared for all of the features, but uh, I was very startled and I was like, this almost caused an accident because I was like, oh, what is yeah, who's doing that? That's, that's one feature I haven't I haven't seen. Uh, Porsche doesn't use that exact system. They yeah. have something similar. It's called you know, lane keep assist, uh-huh. and it'll actually vibrate the steering wheel instead, not the random like butt jiggle, but it'll get a little bit of vibration and like random audible, butt jiggle, and you also uh, get an audible tone, yeah. as well, saying you know, hey, there's something, you know, hey, you need to pay attention to your lane. Right, 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 right. Um, but they also have other systems uh, as well. The one that I really like is the blind spot monitoring because okay, yeah. with cars nowadays having really sloped roofs mm-hmm. and they have really large uh, B and C pillars so you can't see out of the cars as much. It's nice having those so you have something looking out for you. What's a B and C pillar? Uh, the B pillar is if you're sitting in a car, it's the vertical post right behind your head. Okay. And the C pillar is the one that uh, transitions to the rear glass. Mm, okay. Okay. So there you go. So I had one where that I really enjoyed for I was traveling and running through the car. Uh, and it would whenever it would just basically whenever a car was in the blind spot there was just a little light on the rear, mm-hmm. on the on the side view mirror mm-hmm. that would light up. So very, very minimal, like just there. It was like, right. just if the light is on, don't change lanes, dumbass, right. uh, was the instructions that came with the car. Yeah. Um, anyway, so uh, repair bills here. A front radar sensor used with automatic emergency braking and adaptive cruise control systems. The sensor by itself, by the by, 900 to $1,300. Ooh. Rear radar sensors for blind spot monitoring and rear cross traffic alert system. I don't know what that is. Uh, the rear cross traffic is when you're backing up, and it'll look ah, further okay. down the road, and you can see if people are coming down the road. If you're backing out, and you have like a hedgerow in your driveway, sure, it'll look past that. Or if some kids coming down the sidewalk, you're not going to run them over. Gotcha. Uh, that'll only cost you eight hundred and fifty to two thousand and fifty dollars. Uh, let's see here. Uh, then a front camera sensor is used with automatic emergency braking, adaptive cruise control, lane departure warning, which I guess what you're talking about, yep. and lane keeping systems. Does not include the cost of the replacement windshield, just the sensor, $850 to $1,900. Wow. $500 to $1,000 for front, side, or rear camera sensors with around view systems. And front or rear ultrasonic sensors with parking assist go from $500 to $1,300. Well, you know, I think we saw this kind of start coming out when, when hybrids hit the market, right? Like first-gen Priuses, once the battery died, your car was totaled, essentially. Essentially, yeah. And now, now that we've gotten quite a bit of third-party like manufacturers, remanufacturers, yeah. that's not the same issue as it was in the past. Right. And so hopefully it's gotten better. It's gotten better. And hopefully over time, once um, you know, once uh, patents elapse and things of that nature, and once the OEMs can release those things, and you'll start to see all those things come up in the aftermarket. And so you'll be able to get a cheaper price. But a lot of it does come down to labor. I know the article didn't really touch a lot on that, but calibrating these systems is horrible. I yeah. well, actually, that's doing them. That's actually <laughs> one thing I, I really do. It's a huge well, pain in the ass, and, and it's really expensive, and, like labor-wise. And from your perspective, from somebody who's like a specialist in mm-hmm. in these types of you know features and cars and whatnot, on a high-end car, by the way. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, on a on a Porsche, you know. Uh, no big deal. <laughs> I mean, this the, these these technological advances in these cars it kind of takes away. You know, like it, you had a car. Back in the day, with no fancy bells and whistles on it, any schmo could learn how to change their oil. You yep. know what I mean? So mm-hmm. this takes away self-service, essentially. Well, mm-hmm. I, I got a challenge flag for that, and that's kind of on the point. All right, we're going to take this up for official review. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 30 seconds, go to commercial. Uh, my challenge flag is, like, take us back to, as you were saying, 1920s, 1930. I've got my Model T, and now all of a sudden there's a V8 engine. 
mm-hmm. available and I get a car and I upgrade. And now, you know, if we're going to make uh, analogous price points, it's like, it's $40 to fix <laughs> my car, which would maybe be the equivalent of, you know, yeah. $1,300. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So are we really saying anything new here? I mean, supply and demand changes as new supplies and new technologies come out. And based on the new set, eventually, five years from now, some of these things will correct itself. Isn't the market always just correct when new technology comes out. I think you're absolutely correct. It's just really sucky right now. Right. That's why I'm never the first time gadget getter. Right. I well, let, you know, no, I'm, no, no. Never never be early adopter. Right? So I still drive a 1990 Chevy Cavalier stick shift. Hey. <laughs> I don't want to. I was feeling pretty good. I'm still rocking I could replace place that whole car for hey, it's, it's stick shift, so it's millennial theft proof. So. Uh, exactly. O- <laughs> 03 Tahoe. <laughs> I like that. 300,000 miles. That thing is What's up? that that thing is tank. But yeah, we're going to What is it? You can you can cripple an entire generation with with stick shift cars and what's the other and thing? Cursive. Yeah, cursive. Yeah, cur- yeah, yeah. With cursive. See, cursive. No, write the instructions. <laughs> write the instructions in cursive and yeah, you can't you can't do that. But no, that's a great point. It's the same same thing we saw when a lot of like infotainment systems were going from your basic like cassette I love that. deck. Infotainment. Mm-hmm. Sorry, we got to call it that. Um so cassette tapes, your CD players, and then now you're getting your your built-in navigation systems, and now we have uh, Car Connect. So our cars are becoming mobile hotspots. We have SIM cards actually installed in our radios now. Yeah. And Wait, is Porsche using the SIM cards? Or are they still using CDs? They finally upgraded to SIM cards. Porsche is no longer using AOL CDs. No longer. <laughs> no longer. So we're using yeah you know, we're using SD cards now for doing updates. L, okay, L, so now L, they're still like L. hey they're still trying to catch up with Tesla with wireless updates. Yeah. Ooh. That's that's their whole new thing coming down the road. So in mm-hmm. 2025, right, they're going to catch up with Tesla from five years ago. Right. That'll be that's just how it goes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I do think though, with interesting pieces, because the, the article does mention that calibration is the issue. It's not necessarily the sensors or even putting the sensors in; it's calibrating everything. But that's just a pure software problem. Event. I mean, calibration comes down to software. So yeah. that says that says to me, looking at it from a technology standpoint, automation can fix that eventually. To to a point, yes. Um, I know other companies um, and some of my colleagues have mentioned from other brands that their systems can like auto auto calibrate themselves. So these certain systems, like you know, we have to use specialty devices, put it on the alignment rack, do this and that manual adjustment using our our test equipment, and and it's an involved process. I mean, it probably takes an hour just to set it up, Ugh. and then the the, the tester takes two minutes to actually do the calibration. It's it's really quick once it's set up. Whereas other cars, they can just drive it on the road and it calibrates itself. So that's just kind of a. I don't know if I'm great with that. You're mm-hmm. calibrating my safety features while I'm driving. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it feels like there's a moment there when things could go it, badly. And, and yeah, it's in certain in certain things they can do. They can read the road just as the sensors can read the road as you're going down. They read the road, they see where your steering wheel is, and they say, "Okay, this is the correction factor, and we're done." Whereas Porsche will use actual external equipment and mm-hmm. lasers and things like that and do it the hard way. But it, it, when it all comes down to like a liability issue, so that's mm-hmm. so the calibration is a big deal with that. Um, so I won't say. So I'm I'm more scared of the aftermarket shops. They're like saying, you know, the body shops replacing this equipment. Oh yeah, you'll be fine. Send you on down the road. But if it's off, that is now a liability where your car autopilots you to a wall. Right. Which it actually will do anyway. Right, uh, if you drive a Tesla. <laughs> 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 All right, moving on uh, up next. So this one is really interesting here. So there's this show. It's called oh, Meng. Excuse me. There's this. There's this anime. This manga. 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 Anime, all of the above. If we're gonna do it right. 
uh, called Attack on Titan. Yeah. Uh, and if you're not familiar with it, dear, dear listeners, uh, let me get you up to speed real, real quick. Uh, human beings were destroyed by a bunch of skinless giants that ate them. Yes. So, well, uh, Most human mostly beings. destroyed, forced into uh, cities surrounded by very large walls. Yes. Right. Uh, and a handful of people figured out how to fight the giant skinless monsters that ate people by attaching some really complicated harnesses to their backs and uh, ziplining back and forth. Yeah, they, they go full on steampunk. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> it is an incredible story. I mean, the, the, the anime is one of the best I've ever seen. Um, and I've only gotten through season one because it is also, it's a, a, a action suspense drama, but there's a good, which is standard, by the way. That's standard. Sure. That's one of your standard yeah. uh, anime you know, categories. Uh, but there's also a horror aspect to yes. it. And I don't know if I mentioned this before. I don't fucking like being scared. <laughs> so, so you're not watching Hunting on Hill House? No. Why would I watch <laughs> anything titled that? I'm sorry. Did you not read the article that showed all of the different hidden ghosts that you may have missed the first time you watched? He them? disabled autoplay I, on his Netflix so that the uh, the preview wouldn't pop up, like the recommendation. No, every that's, time not he even, turns it on. that's not oh, even. That's not even funny. Do that? That's not even funny because I still I have. Do that. I still have like an old generation <laughs> Apple TV, and yeah. then I was over at my boyfriend's house, and he has. Uh, he we stream Netflix through his Xbox, and so I'm like scrolling around, and he's gone. I'm watching TV by myself one night, and like some spooky thing came up, and it started playing. The trailer and I didn't yeah. know how to make it stop. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. I don't I'm like I'm being you. scared. Uh, but well, do you find this scary? I mean, sure, it's it, a little. It was. It wasn't. It's but a it was, frightening concept. I would it think, is. But. Well, in the horror aspect, uh, uh, was a little. It was a little hard for me. It's, but I enjoyed it. It's more gory than horror, which yeah. I can handle. Yeah, gore doesn't. Ooh. Gore doesn't bother me well, as much. I'll stay nonpartisan, but. Uh, don't we already have walls going up and uh, trying to protect yourself from <laughs> yes. non-skinless and, giants? That, and let's be clear here. And I, I, these walls that we're talking about building will be just as effective as the walls in Attack on Titan. Exactly. So the giants eventually just knock them down I'm anyway. Guessing, so. uh, I'm guessing they're not particularly effective. I haven't no. seen or read about the film. Uh, no, <laughs> but you're... Pacific Rim? Spoilers. <laughs> they didn't uh, work either. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so the point here is, so this thing animates on season three now, I think. Yeah, three? yeah, season three. Season three. I, I'm, I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna <laughs> oh, your going. hands are just sweat the entire time. It is. I, it's suspenseful. It's suspenseful. Yeah. It is. And yeah. It's emotional. It is yeah. emotional. It is heartbreaking. It is. It's got a. You know what I would compare it to? Uh, I would actually compare it to Walking Dead, minus the misery porn. The misery porn. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Uh, Walking is anyone, Dead is misery. Is porn. anyone still watching Walking Dead? Because I just couldn't anymore. Is that show like, still I'm, on? I'm sad enough. So I'm yeah, just, just going to stop. Well, uh, all I got to say is welcome to season three. Oh. God damn it. There's a little bit of misery porn. God damn it. Uh, point here is that so this thing came out 2015. Yeah. A live action version came out in Japan. Um, and uh, uh, it was there was a little bit of controversy because they um, I don't know what you would call it. It's they it was whitewashing, but they just cast all. Uh, Japanese, Japanese people yeah. instead of the diversity that's that's found in the anime. Okay. To which I said, "What?" <laughs> so um, <laughs> it was anyway. The point here is that now, so that that movie was made. It made about forty million, so or seventy million. Either way, in Hollywood terms, that's called no. So, yeah. uh, <laughs> but now Warner Brothers has optioned it, and so now they're gonna make uh, presumably an Attack on Titan movie, live action. That's cool. For the in theaters with uh, Andy Muschietti to direct. Now Andy Muschietti most recently directed it. Now 
Oh, it, so that's that doesn't bode well for you seeing this movie. It does not. <laughs> uh, not a fan. It does not. I don't know. I can barely tell. All I know about it is there's a clown in a sewer. And that's literally everything I know about it. Because why the hell would I watch that? Ooh, they're remaking Pet Cemetery too. Aren't we all so Oh my God, there's something else I can't wait to miss. Um, <laughs> I like Stephen King. I love Stephen King. Uh, uh, the the last uh, the the Green Mile. Oh yeah. Uh, so, uh, there's some the stand. I, there's some Stephen King that is too far. Like Pet Cemetery. Like Pet Cemetery. I also I it, also Cujo, again I also again watched Cujo. things. Oh, Langoliers was good. I don't care. Langoliers. Well, you don't like to, you don't like to be. I don't scary. like to be scared. No. So you don't want a lot. You don't watch a lot of the news then. No, that that is actually why I don't like to be scared. That's depressing. That's yeah, I was gonna say that's yeah, that's just uh, you know, just like you the, the complete afraid. loss of hope. Yeah, <laughs> that no, that's taxes. a misery point. Despair. There's yeah, a yeah, caravan yeah. on the way. So uh, Andy Andy Machete is yeah. set up to direct this thing, produced by uh, himself, by the by, but also Masioka. Uh, you remember who that is? Is that a drink? No, that is Masioka. That was. Um, not go- a, Ghost a in the Shell? Nope, not Ghost in the Shell. <laughs> no, 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 get an extra oh. tall Masioka. With a you guys are going to feel bad because you're getting you're getting a little racist over there. You'll feel bad <laughs> when you find out who he is. Sorry. All right. Who, who is uh, Heroes. Remember the show Heroes? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was Hero. Yeah. Didn't watch it. He's such a nice guy. Is that the one where the kid can stop time? And yep, the, that's the guy. The cheerleader? So I would, the, I would say then that he directly counters <laughs> right. Muschietti. Muschietti. Yes. Muschietti. Muschietti. Uh, yeah, but he's in that. You also may have seen him in um, uh, 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 what's that super super realistic document uh, uh, documentary they do set in Hawaii? Super realistic. Uh, documentary? Hawaii Five O. That was it. Oh. Uh, <laughs> he's in Hawaii Five O. He's I think he's the the coroner or the some scientist with this CSI, yeah, yeah. something like that. So you can see him a bunch of places. So he's there here. He's but he's yeah. so you've got uh, uh is going to bring you the horror aspect of this, and then uh, Masi Oka definitely is going to take care of the geek cred. This guy's got geek cred for days, and it's going to be Didn't awesome. Didn't he start on like CSI or something as like one of those people? Yeah, actually, he also, like when he was like, like young, like like yeah. the show or like actual CSI. No, like the, like the, um, the show. The show, yeah. <laughs> like as guest appearance. Yeah, he also did a bit part on Scrubs. That yes, that's he true. did a urologist. He was a urologist. Mm-hmm. I watched a lot of scrubs. Uh, so, but not season 13. Uh, Hollywood. So here's the thing. We have a really, really bad history of animes going to movies. It typically goes terribly. What? <laughs> uh, no, Shaco's not coming until later. <laughs> um, so what I'm going to tell you right now is watch the budget. If this thing gets a proper budget, you're going to see an amazing movie yeah. that is going to blow your goddamn mind. If they shortchange this thing on the budget, this thing is going to be god awful. Um, well, it depends on you know they haven't released any information on the script whatsoever or what mm-hmm. they're going to do. So it really depends on which angle they take. And having Andy on board means it could really be a sort of you know horror or more like undersided. Yeah. You know, not necessarily following these the soldiers, if you will. So let me educate me here. So uh, budget. I mean, I could see how budget would be important in any product you're trying to create. <laughs> However, you know, wouldn't wouldn't something like this, you know, wouldn't wouldn't you have a reduced budget in terms of production costs because you're the, not shooting uh, typical things and well, all of these things can be computer generated. Well, and that's exactly it, because good CGI is still very expensive. 
and you can do a lot with practical effects. And really, when you see practical effects and special effects put together, that's when I think it looks the best. So uh, if you think about the Peter Jackson's uh, uh, Lord of the Rings trilogy, there was a lot of practical effects and computer and, and CGI put together. Uh, contrast this with the look of something like the Star Wars prequels, which had a lot of CGI and very little practical effects. And even though they spent the money, it did not come out looking terribly realistic. Now, they were using, at the time, they were also a victim of the time. They were using cutting-edge CGI that today Listen, you could do on a lot. Jurassic Park laptop. came out at the same time, and they mixed them both. And that is... Well, actually, Jurassic Park was That's mostly, like the definition of... Was mostly practical effects. Correct, yeah. Uh, but I think that for this one to work right, I mean, you got, like the way these guys operate, you, know, you have uh, a 20, 30, 40-foot skinless monsters that eat people. So that's going to take some CGI. Sure. Uh, and sure. then also all of the, I mean, we kind of just kind of glazed past it, but the way that these soldiers who fight these things get around is they have a, a, a harness on their back that shoots out like grappling hooks, Har harpoons, basically, harpoons, harpoons? Uh, on wires in four directions. So they zip back and forth and up and down in midair and they change directions. And some of the episodes focuses on some of the physical things that that does to your body as you're, you're hitting some pretty hard Gs. As you're coming around the corner, yeah. as you're zooming into buildings and up and around and trying to get around behind these things, so that is going to take that's going to take a lot of effects, yeah, and that's going to require a decent budget. And the way that a lot of these things do is like occasionally. I know this sounds weird, but sometimes in Hollywood, pretty early on, uh, uh, they'll realize that we're going to make this movie, but this thing's going to do crap, so they shortchange the budget and just uh, just accept the fact that the movie's going to flop. And with this kind of a movie, you either need a huge budget. I'm talking like, like a superhero movie level budget in order to do this correctly. Well, and if you don't, it's gonna look like shit and it's gonna fall apart. Give me some, uh, give me some um, background here. So, what, what, what historically is the highest priced film? You know, in terms of both special effects and, like you said, practical. Uh, Day-to-day -day effects. So there, Avatar. Avatar is definitely up so, there. Yeah. So is Titanic. Titanic, yeah. yeah. Titanic. Okay, there's. I mean, obviously, both big grossing movies. Yeah. There, mm -hmm. So well, they got their money's worth out of those. For the money they put in, they definitely got a huge return on it. That's you know both. I mean, mostly CGI. Yeah. You know, some practical. I mean, Cameron went above and beyond with Titanic and built a replica that sank so that they could actually be in the yeah. water, and that was great. But then you have a fully like practical effect movie. Uh, like Waterworld, tons so, of money, not a huge return. By the so, way, don't want to divert this conversation too far, but did you know that they're doing a Titanic? Like now you can. Oh actually, my yeah. God! How did I? The replica Titanic, Titanic Two. Yes. Yeah. yeah. They're doing. They're building an actual ship called Titanic Two. It is going to retake the exact same journey as the original Titanic. This will end well. This will. I just. Well, let's hope not. I just, <laughs> I just, what, was I doing? what a terrible idea. Uh, so I see where it came from. And Twisted News, <laughs> Titanic 2 sinks directly on top of Titanic 1. Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> and Violet has a companion. Decades and decades of history at the bottom. What was the, the, the joke I heard? Somebody's job is now literally to arrange the deck chairs of the Titanic. <laughs> you know? Um, so the, um, so Waterworld's budget was $175 million back in the day. Uh, now, this was a long time ago, but in order to kind of set this thing, Avengers Infinity War budget was estimated between 316 to 400 million. Mm -hmm. So Holy that's God. what it took. Holy now, understand God. that this movie made a billion dollars, and in most instances, it's believed that if you don't at least double your budget, 
uh, a, a, the movie's it's a failure is yeah. considered yeah. a failure. So what, did, what, did, uh, what did Waterworld net? Uh, not much over its. Because that was yeah. considered a failure. It was absolutely it was. considered. Well, but, it's like the Han Solo they just released. Like it, it was. It didn't do terribly, but it cost so much to make. They essentially considered it a flop, and yeah. it caused them to change their strategy moving forward. It's a crap yeah. way of giving a standard. Hundred and seventy-two million budget uh, for Waterworld made two hundred and sixty-four million worldwide. Which is honestly, if I'm, yeah, not, if they I'm just happy. broke that threshold, then if I'm going by that standard, they you know eh, almost doubled it. Right. So they he's were counting these. But numbers, again, he's counting these numbers twenty years later. <laughs> well, but you have to remember true. too. Yeah. But yeah. you got to remember true. that this was uh, uh, this was eighty-eight million North American box office. Mm-hmm. So oh. this when Waterworld came out, we wouldn't really count on foreign box office. We were looking primarily there. Right. So the the domestic box office didn't clear. The, the 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 cost budget. of the film. Yeah. Now, if you take a look at one of the highest grossing films of all time worldwide, is uh like there's like two or three of the Fast Furious movies yeah. up in the top ten of all time because while Americans enjoy the movies overseas, they eat that. Oh shit. yeah, that's oh. a variable. How about the fact? I mean, think back in history, Jaws was such a nightmare to create, it was right. a nightmare in the box office, but today it's. A Classic, right? I think uh, a Christmas story. Now that we're yep. getting topically into those years, was a flop for so many years, and yep. now is a staple in every American household. It is, and so that's where I think it's going to be interesting to watch is when you look at this to see what they do. I'm going to tell you, any budget south of 250 million, and this movie is done. Well, what if they give it the horror treatment? Like, and 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 traditionally, the horror movies have the best bang for the buck. They're the movies you can make for the cheapest, yet sure, gross the most. Sure. No, absolutely. But they don't have George Romero on this. Okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, but they've got but Andy Muschietti is yeah. not a not yeah. a, you know. But I think that'll be I think you're right. There could be an interesting piece there if they decide to go with with a horror flick, but you're not gonna get your fan base in there on a traditional horror strip. Right. I mean, there is a horror aspect, but you get caught up in the lives of these soldiers as they talk about where they came from, what they're struggling with. This thing has more in common with saving Private Ryan as a as a movie than it does with it. Right. You know, like in terms of like the production value. No, I mean in terms of like the story and how you yeah, feel like storyline, emotional <laughs> value. God, it will, I don't know if, if I can really dive into that. I feel like we'll take another forty minutes. <laughs> it, yeah. Once and the then, attack and then on Norman, fifty-five thousand people really dead. This is fake. Yeah, I, I, I that's mean, true. But when you look at like the point of the from a directorial standpoint, you're in you're you're with with Saving Private Ryan. You're in there with the soldiers, and you're seeing the lives. And the experiences through the lives of the soldiers. It's a war movie, and mm. Attack on Titan is more about the war and the sh- and the war and the, sh- the the impact of that war on the people fighting it than it is on the monster itself. You know? Yeah, so, I just feel like. Uh, but you're I, right. I don't want to take up any more time. I just feel like you know, with something like Saving Private Ryan, there is an. In, you know, an intrinsic impact on our lives. Agreed. You know, everybody hears his grandfather and grandmother was somehow impacted by that moment. Right. Nobody was impacted by. <laughs> Yet. Yes. Uh, hey. That's true. I'll hold out. I'll hold yeah. my judgment. Uh, <laughs> moving on. Uh, moving on. A uh, uh, coming out of the New York Times because we give a classy shit, man. New York. Are they still classy? Damn well, right. for us they are. All right. Oh yeah, oh, that's is, true. yeah. I was gonna yeah. say, what is uh, what does Jet Life have to say about that? Yeah. New York Times is still a, uh, a very classic. It's a reputable news source, yeah. yes. you know. Uh, but we normally ours is you know like geekology, 
Sometimes we go all the way up to Jalopnik. TechCrunch. Uh, TechCrunch. <laughs> Always dependent on who you ask. Right? It depends on what you're looking for. You I mean, I doubt that. the Times have really. I doubt the New York Times is covering uh, uh, Attack on Titan with the with the seriousness that it. Well, maybe they should be. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so it turns out social media can improve voter turnout. Wow. No way. So. Wait, wait, wait. Say that again. Social media can improve voter turnout. Mind blown. So here's the thing. Hmm. There was a study, and so I think we knew this like anecdotally, but this they actually did research on this and found that the impact can be uh, actually pretty decent and pretty significant on immediate circles of friends. It had less to do with friends that were more far removed, but for the people that you interact with normally on social media, the posting all of those obnoxious I voted pictures turns out can actually help impact voter turnout. Well, there's got to there. I mean, t- like, there's got to be some kind of psychological yeah. study around like herd mentality. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, well, yeah, yeah. Well, it's also like, look at how many Democrats are posting that they're voting. Um, <laughs> us Republicans better come out and storm to counter this. Okay, you know? now you're assuming Certainly that Democrats and Republicans point. have friends of the other side <laughs> on their Facebook. <laughs> that pages. is true. Because by this point, they've don't, all unfriended each other. Right? Like, right. Don't we There's, all just live in little echo chambers? Right. At this that's point? Like, that's unfortunately. I'm um, only friends with myself. <laughs> and now we get back to the key millennial conversation about what's to come 50 years from now when nobody talks to one another. Well, uh, I, I mean, so is this. Is this something that shocks anybody? No, I actually pulled this thread. This one is actually not even a new study. I went and pulled this out because I happened to vote uh, earlier this week, and I decided to post the picture. And I'm not typically, like, I think I can count how many selfies I've voluntarily taken. Yeah, like four of them have been this week with all your hero spark. Yes. I did it. I did it for charity, uh, but like I very rarely look around and think I'm gonna take a selfie. Like that's not a thing that I enter into on my own. Uh, but I right. did for the voted thing, and, and then I thought it's okay if you wanted to take a selfie just because you felt good that day. But first, let me take a selfie. <laughs> uh, I don't. I'm not. I'm actually not photogenic, so no. really we don't no, need no. a lot of pictures of this. That's not gonna be. I have a face for podcasts. Al, I, I think there's something like deep on the inside that we might need to touch here. It's a shame that. Whoa, whoa! <laughs> not on the air, Liz. You can put the rubber gloves down. So. Uh, yeah. Let's but, not exhume this. <laughs> just yeah. But I don't. I just I yeah. But I but I did, I did the voted thing because I wanted to uh, uh, encourage other people to go vote because I think it was important. And then after I posted that, I thought to myself. Does that actually make any damn difference at all? So I did a little bit of research, and it turns out, yeah. Totally. It's, it's social pressure. right? The, the more people see other people doing it, not that it's herd mentality, but you want to be part of the group. You also see other people pushing to have their voices heard, and it makes you want to do the same. Exactly. I mean, and it's almost like you're you, – it, it's because – there's so much to be said about doing things and, and, you know, and creating the life that you want to be portrayed in order to receive, you know, like people get high on the likes, right? Yeah. Like you do it, you do it for the likes, you do it for the gram, you do it for the snap, you know what I mean? And it's all about, (laughs) oh, by gram, you mean Instagram. Yeah, for Snapchat. Okay. That's not the, okay. That's not what I was, all about the likes, you mean. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. You know? And so, and so it's, you know, people are doing this and it's, I mean, is it is it six one half dozen or the other? If you're just getting them out there to vote, then it, then cool, that's great. 
regardless of what the intent of the vote is. Like, if, right. you're, if you're just yeah. doing it so you can take the selfie with the I voted sticker, you still vote. I mean, it's kind of like... You still voted, and you've built up some social currency for yourself. You know what I yeah. mean? It's like it's like sex and pizza, right? Like. So step one, use uh, social platforms to convince more people to vote. Step two, just get them to be more informed. I Actually mean, know I, what I their think, Christmas yeah, tree I think, honestly, that's... <laughs> know what their Christmas... <laughs> step three, profit. Like I keep <laughs> yeah, right? Step one, collect underpants. So two... two yeah. I, keep, uh, I keep coming back to these like partisan, nonpartisan things, but uh, you know, I try to. Keep, we try very hard to keep Gen Life 100% nonpartisan, but Same so do we. But, <laughs> and, and 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 in that and in that regard, you can't potentially argue the mammoth response that Twitter had to our current president, yeah. and you know how he got elected, and you also can't take out the the fact that, you know, Mark Zuckerberg is sitting before what uh, the Senate Judiciary Committee uh, also trying to make a case for why everything's Why cool. he's not a robot? And, yeah. <laughs> he is well, failing miserably. Let, let me drink this water but, like a normal human. Then you need to ask South Park about that. Uh, <laughs> but then, you know, and then Taylor Swift comes out and makes a big push for, you know, uh, voting in Tennessee. And... Uh, it's inarguable that both um, both impacts were, you know, quite significant to yeah. both parties. So I, I mean, I don't think anybody ever questioned whether or not that impacted voters or not. I, I think that we can all probably walk away from this in the end, saying that, you know, it, it's it's if if social media in the end, minus all the negativity makes more people come out and vote, then that's a positive, isn't it? Well, assuming they were informed voters, yes. Yeah, we just got to get well, the, I, the Russian trolls and bots out of the mix, and right. absolute net positive guarantee. I'm see, so like, take yourself back to the yeah. year when you first voted and you didn't prepare it whatsoever, and you uh -huh. showed up and you were like, "Oh, well, this is how my mom and dad vote, yeah. or this is how oh, I." There's did, more I, than just the president I have to vote for. Right. Oh yeah, no, the first right. the first ballot I ever looked at, I was like, "Oh shit." That's kind of <laughs> what I think we all thought. You know, I was like, "Yeah, completely unprepared." In fact, before I came over here. I spent a few uh, minutes just going through all the amendments in Florida and, and trying still to... being incredibly confused. No, no, <laughs> uh, no, 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 no. There's like two. There's like two solid yeses in there. You know what I was really happy with? And again, I'll, I'll send this back to you because I, I don't want to tangent us, but I was really we happy. We don't accept tangents here. Yeah, it's a bad place for that, especially given. The I bottles of liquor on the table? <laughs> yeah, yeah no, that's why. They don't exist. Um, I just really think that it was interesting to me that when I had looked at my party and that I was kind of think that I'm going with this time around and I see that my party may or may not have agreed with multiple decisions I made, I thought that was a positive thing. Yeah. Uh, just because I feel like party voting is is, is not necessarily a, a good way to go. Right. I really right. feel like yeah. people find their holes and that becomes like their favorite football team. And yeah. Uh, absolutely. Uh, you're talking to a Dolphins fan over here. so Yeah, you right. can't. Right. And then, and, and by the way, much like a football like yeah, yeah. disagreement, uh, you know, can be completely irrational. So kind of political one. So and, I, and I'll tell you a couple of things on this. First, uh, for those of you who happen to be uh, local folks like ourselves. Orlando Sentinel has a uh, three months online subscription for $1 and a whole slew of articles that let you break down even the most obscure local races and give you and they give you a quick interview. The interviews, both folks, how they're the same, how they're different. All that information is there. And I cannot recommend enough. Scott Maxwell, who was a columnist over at the Orlando Sentinel, uh, did a fantastic breakdown of the amendments 
and uh, uh, what they actually mean, what they say. And he'll say, you know, and it says, you know, vote yes if you think this, vote no if you think this. And then he tells you how he's voting if you just because a lot of people want to know how Scott's voting because, uh, you know, Scott Maxwell spends a lot of his professional time becoming very acquainted with Florida and politics and all that stuff. Uh, and I actually found I think I differed with Scott on one out of all of the amendments when I read through them myself. Interesting. Um, so, yeah, that's a dollar for three months, folks. All of like that's you just can't beat that. So it's, it's worth it for the coupons, you know. If you're if well, you this go shopping, <laughs> just just get the coupons. Well, I mean, this is the digital version, a, so there's no coupons. Uh, coupons. All right. all right, whatever. Oh, there's a coupon uh, section. Who are you? Who are you to my grandmother? What coupons? Coupons. Coupons. Is it coup? Coupons. 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 Got the coupons. Coupons. Not without the no, coops. now we're doing that thing where we say a word too many times and All right. it turns it over. So, <laughs> uh, point is, oh, by the way, uh, the, the thing also discovered that only 4% of the study lied about voting, which is the other thing I was wondering about. Like, how many people like, I just voted, but I forgot to take a picture, or they just grabbed that I voted sticker from somebody else that took a picture, you know, something Stealing like that. Stealing it from some poor old woman on the street. Yeah. Uh, knock her over somebody and take her around the polls with like a roll of stickers and just kind of hand it. I was like, who just wants to just get the sticker? Like, <laughs> right. okay, it'll be 10 cents each. Oh, I sell them for a dollar. It's good. It's a good profit. <laughs> I, I mean, considering the, yeah. yeah. It's, it's like selling bottled water on the way out of a festival. Exactly. Right. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> uh, up next, Rick and Morty writer uh, uh, Mike McCann has been officially tapped to be a, uh, the chief writer for the first ever Star Trek animated comedy. How stoked are you about this? Oh, how I'm, cautiously optimistic this already, are you? About I am this? bittersweet. Okay. okay. Here's the thing. All right. So, we'll say, we'll, so sorry, let me finish here. So, uh, uh, Mike McCann, who's a writer, one of the one of the two big guys on Rick and Morty, uh, creating the first ever Star Trek an intentional Star Trek comedy. <laughs> uh, I was gonna say because Next Gen was hilarious. Next Gen had some funny moments. But I was actually referring to the Star Trek animated series. The original series did an animated run. Yeah. Yep, that was hilarious. <laughs> Not on purpose. But uh, it's called Star Trek Lower Decks, which, for those of you who are deep Star Trek nerds like myself, will of course remember that that was the name of a Next Generation episode uh, where it highlighted some people that were not the, your normal series. They were like the guys who worked on those books. Anyway, so the it takes place on a bunch of guys. The way... Um, the thing that sold the uh, executive producer, Alex Kurtzman, who is now in charge of all things. He is the Kevin Feige of Star Trek. Yep. He's now in charge of drawing all of these things together, making them all coherent. Uh, and so he, he was quoted as saying, Mike won our hearts with his first sentence. I want to do a show about the people who put the yellow cartridge in the food replicator so a banana can come out the other end. <laughs> I thought that was a great quote. I did too. <laughs> So uh, uh, it's about the least important ship in the Star Trek. That's fleet. right. Let's cover the galaxy's middle class. Exactly. And, uh, and, <laughs> right. And, and, uh, in the, the universe. Pushers. Exactly. Totally, totally underrated, honestly. Like. I agree. <laughs> well, here's the thing. In the next generation, Star Trek the next generation, the whole thing is that there's no more money. So nobody gets paid to do stuff because society has grown past the point of needing money. Yeah. Which then leads to a very important question. What the fuck makes you think I'm going to do a bullshit job? <laughs> Because I, I really like my job. My real, not this one. This one costs me money. But my actual job where they pay me so I can afford to pay for this job. Uh, uh, I really enjoy it. I love my coworkers. I love what I do. But if they stop paying me, I'd stop showing up. Yeah. No, you're very yeah. fortunate to love everything that you do to get paid for. I mean, let's take Well, my boss listens to the podcast. So I have to keep making sure I keep uh, – uh, Well, then let's, take, <laughs> let, let's take this conversation back to Apu and, you know, talking about a guy like that we were demonizing about – Full circle. 
Yeah. Right? And we were saying, oh, okay, so this is a racial thing. He's poor. He owns a, a Ricky Martin, blah, blah, blah. Right. But how do we know that he's actually living his best life? He just happens to like selling well, lotto tickets in Charleston, too. But think, he's all financially stable. And I think there's the whole, you know, huge societal debate about why we look down upon you know, what we consider like menial work. Correct. And, you know, Somebody's blue- got to drive to the airport. Somebody picks the strawberries right. that you put in your, in your champagne. Like blue collar, blue collar work is yeah. so, you know, and it is so right. frowned upon. I Thank mean, like you. You, you live in this, like my, you know, like my boyfriend is a technician as yeah. well. And, mm-hmm. and it's, you know, it's like there. We get like, no love. No, no love, love at all. No, no love at all. It's nope. your immediately serious. I actually, your, can be clear? I love Ivan. Oh, no, I love Ivan, too. Do you Ivan know too. how many <laughs> thousands and thousands of dollars that Ivan has saved me? As I've called him and gone, oh, God, Ivan, what did I do? Dear God, Ivan, what did I do? <laughs> uh, Which uh, reminds me, uh, after the episode, he was like, my backup camera's not working. <laughs> <laughs> and well, now cut, that I know, I cutting your things. camera feed. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no, we mute her mic. That's the way we do Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah Dan's not here. So. But really, this is a great topic, because think about how many shows exist now, like Two Broke Girls. Oh, yeah. have, like, uh, Married with Children in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Like, take a typical American family that does very typical things. I mean... The rich, the 1%, I mean, there shouldn't be a show about that because nobody would actually understand or fathom what goes on in their lives. There should be a so actually they got the real housewives, dude. All real yeah. housewives are just focused on really rich Keep women being terrible. We also full circle again. We talked about Titanic. Remember the the main character was not in first class. Right, he was right, trying right. Trying to get the girl in first class. Right. Yeah. And every damn man can identify with Al Bundy. Yes. Every man. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And I'm assuming a lot of women, but I'm a ter- I, I'm not much of a woman. <laughs> so this makes me think. What is that? Uh, so we all travel. So when you're sitting there on the airplane and you get there earlier, waiting for them to clean out and do the airplane thing, there's that like box service that like goes up and dis- uh, dispenses all the food. Yeah, and yeah, 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 yeah. What yep. do they they call that? That's like a, a cute name. Oh remember? yeah, like in our flight. Uh, it's some pun. It's, it's some pun. pun name. Like that's like that's what this this <laughs> yeah. this is like. It, it's reminding me yeah. of that. Well, and the thing too. So, I, so here's my bittersweet. First, I am pretty sure that Mike McMahon still owes us 70 episodes of Rick and Morty. And uh, since none of those have shown up, I don't know what the f- he thinks he's doing with his time writing uh, animated Star Trek stuff. But the thing that makes me bittersweet is actually the Orville. That's, that's what I was going to say. You sure uh, this isn't the great, Orville great is the reason they're deciding to do this. Well, because so the Orville is a uh, is a uh, hour-long comedy from uh, Seth MacFarlane, same guy who did Family Guy and a bunch of other shows that are basically Family Guy. Right. And uh, <laughs> right. he uh, uh, he actually went to the folks who own Star Trek before they decided to go multiverse with it or unified universe thing, whatever with it, and said, listen, I've got an idea for a Star Trek comedy. And they told him no. So he said, fine, it's not the Federation. It's the something that sounds very similar to Federation. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and it's basically Star Trek. I mean, it's, it is, and it is actually, we talked about this when the show came out. This thing is more true to the next generation, that Star Trek Next Generation, than anything else that Star Trek has made in a dozen years. Right. Uh, and it's hilarious, and it's phenomenal. And uh, Seth, that's got to sting a bit, man. Yeah. You know, because now they're like, yeah, I got an idea. What about a Star Trek comedy? And you know, but Seth's over there like, this one is Where the hell did I come up with that idea? Oh, yeah, that idea I gave you? Gee, if only I'd have thought of that. Uh, so I think that makes me a little better. I think I think Seth MacFarlane's gonna be just fine. Yeah, yeah I think no, he'll be fine too. He's got <laughs> enough on his plate. <laughs> he's right. got a little ego though. Like he's hurting. He's, oh, yeah. he's crying in the shower he's, a little bit. He's stinks. It's yeah. Uh, but I'm not positive. I'm not positive that what Star Trek needed was the Rick and Morty treatment. Really? 
Like, are you just saying that as a fanboy? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Just but, as long as we're clear. Yeah. Oh no, I'll, <laughs> I'll own my bias here. But I don't know. Rick and Morty's. A, I don't know. I'm a little concerned. I'm not. I don't know. I'm not. You know because I, because okay because I think you're thinking too hard because we're missing Harmon right so we're only getting half of the Rick and Morty creation team that's true so we're not I don't think we're gonna get you know like 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 liquor chugging alcohol belching you know I think we're gonna get a little bit I think I think we're looking at a little bit more Futurama and a little less I was thinking, uh, either which like, or C Lab you know yes I was actually I was thinking say C Lab yeah, because absolutely. you get like get those kick-ass pipes <laughs> with their <downstairs> in storage <laughs> pipe storage. <laughs> It's a great episode. Uh, nice, nice so sorry. I'm so <laughs> I actually didn't even like C Lab as a show. What? I didn't. Oh it wasn't God. my speed. But that episode. That if the audience was, wants to go see the episode, it is titled Green Fever. <laughs> Green oh, Fever. C Lab 2021. That was so good. Holy shit, that was funny. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, uh, here's my question for you guys, though. So we've got this thing here. Is the animated thing, the, sorry, not the animated thing, but the comedy thing, the sitcom, basically, is that the next logical step for most of these, like, multi-universe style shows? You know, the thing where they, where you've got, a, you, you know, your Star Trek, Star Wars, uh, Marvel, DC, uh, and everything else wants to create its giant universe with all these interconnected things, and we've seen them come out, and we've seen the waves of, like, your standard adventure stuff, and then we saw Marvel start to drop more and more things that were like, like we talked about this a hundred times. Winter Soldier is a spy thriller that happens to have superheroes in it, right, right, right. You know, and so we keep seeing these. Is the sitcom the next progression for uh, these things? I, I have to say, I think so because if see my background, I I wasn't a particularly a Star Trek lover. I watched a few of them, and then I kind of didn't. I was more of a Star Wars guy. That's okay. So it's kind of like. Does anyone have a knife? Uh, it's okay. <laughs> I mean, you can, you can we'll, like both. We'll, we'll, we'll get like, there. We'll get to your knife fight in a minute. It's kind of like one of those Beatles versus Rolling Stones thing. You can like both. You so, cannot. You pick a side. <laughs> I like Babylon Five. I'm from. I'm from. Stab that guy. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. The hard I'm, question is, do you cut your spaghetti? Oh. I do not cut spaghetti. Okay. Okay. okay we're, right. good. Right, we're good. All right. We're good. We're good. We're good. Um, <laughs> Neither so, did Yoda. Carry on. So no, I, I don't believe he did. He's, no. a, he's a traditionalist. Right. Uh, so I think <laughs> what's really interesting to, this, to me about this is you've taken an angle like of something that I don't necessarily, you know, care for particularly if it's previous content. But I know enough about the characters enough to think like, yeah. Oh, Spock needs his beam machine fixed. Like these things just grow on trees. Right. right exactly. I'll work overtime. My wife at home. Doesn't need me home to cook a galaxy dinner. I'll work on the bean machine all night for a municipal salary and you know overtime. Like it's kind of like that. That angle is like mind-blowingly right. Well, and I and I it's like, home. And I tend to agree. <laughs> you got me a bean machine. I just love it. Love it. I here's the thing that I'm stuck on though. Uh, does anybody remember the last time we tried a sitcom on a multiverse thing? It actually also happened to feature uh, uh, American sweetheart Alan Tudyk. Yeah, this, this was oh gosh, DC's Powerless. Yeah, Powerless. So oh. I'm saying that this, we've had. I was gonna. I was gonna say that point. We've had multiple shows try to do the same thing, where it's like, hey, here's the here's the the behind the scenes people, and they they flubbed. Well, Powerless failed because Warner Brothers. Wait or, a minute. Wait a minute. Didn't we just cover something that Warner Brothers is doing that we're excited is, about? Yes, which is why. Yeah. 
I'm concerned. Okay. All right. <laughs> because Warner Brothers owns DC, and oh, they don't yeah. have a great track record. No. Uh, but I think. I... But here's the thing, though, with Alex Kurtzman, who is supposed to be, like I said, he's like the Kevin Feige. All Star Trek goes through Alex, and you don't Star Trek without Alex. That's just there is no trekking involving stars. <laughs> Unless you've got Kurtzman involved. Well, although, okay. although I see this being awesome is if they take like a very situational, you know, like not a storyline, like they see we do this thing. Like every episode oh is like self-contained. Yes. And, and, they, and it's constantly dealing with real estate developers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they and they besides that, constantly oh, okay. just sort of like mock like other Star Trek like shows and films. Like right. the situations that happen to those, they sort of recreate them, but you know, say Rick and Morty style. Yeah, I sure. think, and I think it could work. Uh, uh, and if you look at the shows, I actually did because I this is how big of a nerd I have to be for this. I yeah. actually looked up the episodes that Mike McMahon did with uh, that he gets credit for primarily, and there's some of like the like there's some of the episodes that get a lot of love. You know what I mean? Some of the critically, I don't want to say critically acclaimed because that's a, that's a, that's a bit of a you know what I'm saying? I don't you know. But the the, the Szechuan sauce episode that everybody freaks out about that actually was with the Mulan McNugget sauce. That actually was that was him. Although the episode was amazing, not because of the damn Szechuan sauce. The episode itself was actually a really great episode with a lot of heart. Yeah. And he has done some of the Rick and Morty episodes that have the most heart to them. Because uh, every once in a while, uh, between the the vomit and the liquor, all of a sudden, like Rick and Morty hits you right in the goddamn feels without any warning, which is a bitch move. Right. Because. <laughs> You Rick and Morty. <laughs> Not allowed to tug at my goddamn heartstrings. You just had this guy vomit for 20 minutes. You don't get to turn around and make me feel bad for the fate of the cosmos. Oh, wait. Have you watched Project Horseman? No, and I won't. Ooh, you should not watch Project Horseman. No, it's not my speed. <sighs> no, there's no there's no feels in Bojack. There's just what? sadness and... That is the feels, dude. Yeah, yeah. That is like the Depression most relatable... The that is the yeah. most relatable person. Like, aging and losing yeah. your youth and... And losing your like, okay. I'm experiencing that in real yeah, life. I really don't need to go. <laughs> we experience that in real time. Like I don't need to be reminded of it. Yes, yes, yes. I realize I'm gonna die soon. Only living right, in like we... the heyday of your yeah. 20s and like just only remembering the good times and realizing that your life is just spiraling out of control. One bad decision like, away from You're a... not aging like a fine wine. You're just like crumbling like an old just cookie. Age like, like an <laughs> apple in a paper bag. <laughs> a beer left out. Yeah. Oh no, you are the fallen soldier. Anyway, uh, so Star Trek Lower Decks, we'll keep an eye on this thing. Uh, last but certainly not least, um, so this, I, I found this story at the last minute, and I just, I, I felt bad because literally, I want you to, let me tell you how, let me tell you how insanely awesome uh, Producer Dan is. I hit Producer Dan up with this, and I'm like, can we get this into the graphics package? And he said yes, and did it while his wife was in surgery. Well, I mean, he wasn't doing anything. That's true. They didn't bring him in. <laughs> they weren't like, get in here, Dr. Benoit. Uh, <laughs> like, that's not... Only you can repair this... Is it tibia? And fibula. That, and fibula. Those are both bones. Both of them. The little ones in your... In your in the, in, the two lower bones. The two your, main bones well, below those your are the, the big, Aren't those the two long bones? Yeah. yeah below, below your knee. That's what connects the knee bone to the ankle bone? Yes. The two? Okay. I learned most of mine from a song I learned. In exactly. Preschool, I think. And injuries like that, they tend to break down next to the ankle. So down and he's oh. still posting on Slack too, dude. He's like dude, right now, like, like right now, time. like my phone is just going off. <laughs> Good. For, is he is he <laughs> warning us about something? Are we missing something? No, no, he's just posting articles like, hey, for next week. Oh, okay, look at this. He's, he's, like, dude, he's a bad. <laughs> what, a, what a guy. What a guy. Uh, so here's what happened. Uh, in Antarctica, there's this there's this research space. There's a lot of research spaces in yeah. Antarctica, uh, and uh, there's these two guys 
who have been living out in the middle of Antarctica for actually on the edge of Antarctica. Uh, uh, so you're almost Antarctica there. You're like like a closer tiny, to South America. Than what's their Antarctica. nationality? I feel like I didn't. I, I don't think it's, it's said. It's a. It's a. They're Russian. Oh, they're national. Yeah, they're oh, Russian. Yeah, that would make sense. There's probably a dash cam they watch. Well, one of the guys is. Uh, he's already. Uh, in trial in Russia. So, so I assume they're so, Russian yeah. because so here's of, yeah. don't 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 I, I, yeah. so, so here's what happened. <laughs> Bearing the lead. These guys these two guys are are out there doing their research thing and isolated, out, yes. It's very just the two of them, nobody else for a long time, and a lot of cold. And so they pass the time by reading. They both read a whole lot. <laughs> well one of the guys <laughs> keeps spoiling the endings of books for the other guy. <laughs> And so the guy who the guy eventually got pissed off and stabbed like, him. Like, but he he like waits for this guy to get three quarters of the way through. Yeah, and he ruins it. And he ruins <laughs> the end of the book. This is like people like driving by, you know, like screaming out the window. Dumbledore dies on page six hundred ninety-two. Spoilers. So are we talking right Florida now first head. about you know the psyche of a man on an Antarctic island? I think there's a lot chat. of yeah. There's a lot. Or are of we things. talking about book endings and spoiling? Because I, I feel like they they might be somewhat unrelated, but in this particular case, here's this guy, the deal. This guy just rage quit Antarctic research. <laughs> is what happened? Because there, like. there's not a lot of stories in in, in today's you know front uh, page news about stabbings on book spoilings, but maybe in Antarctica. Maybe like, well, in, I think there's a lot to be said about about. about you're stuck out in the middle of fire. Here's the thing. In 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 Orlando yeah. in 2018, if Mo kept spoiling the end of books that I because like, when you read a book, when you read a book, you are putting in 10, 12, 13 hours of your life into reading a book. Like a, Damn, son, you fast reader. Uh, depending sure. on the book, you know. But it's but yeah. the guy said he stabbed the other guy. Uh, yeah, right. right. So <laughs> if, you, if I put in 10, 12, 13 hours, and then on an hour like 10 or 11. You ruined the end. If you did that to me in 2018 with all of my distractions and my yeah. kids and my job, there's a decent chance I attack you. <laughs> well, in a normal day life, like spoiling a book is hard to do. Like, I don't know. Right. Like, you tell me when you're reading a book, I would love to spoil it and just, just get that look on your face. Are you I, kidding me? Spoiling a book I've, I found is so easy to do. Like, I I, I was so... The spark notes, that bitch. Well, not even spark notes, but I mean, like, trying to... Somebody's reading something that you've already read, and you have no idea how to gauge where they are in that story. So you're like, did you get to the part where the... What's going or, or, on you know, right like, now? You tell me That's what's true. happening or they right don't, now They don't tell you they're reading. Story. Like, I'm reading four books right now. You don't know any of them. Right. I'm not telling you now. God. Right. But they're in such close proximity, they always know what each other are reading. So he and is, they're probably sw switching books. Yeah, exactly. What else Wasn't you do? it crazy when you found out that Rosebud was the sled the whole time, guys? Like, imagine. Are you serious? <laughs> it's like finding out someone's movie pass ID and knowing every time they check into a movie. Like, you just you just meet them there, and as they're walking in the theater, you're like, oh, by the way. <laughs> Darth Vader, Luke's dad. <laughs> Boom. But I would, I would, like, I would yeah, contrast. He's not, he's not blind, that guy. But contrast <laughs> this. But contrast this with a movie. I think is a great point because the movie is two hours of your life that you yeah, lost. Exactly. But a book is 13, 14 hours. Like, I mean, it'd be like spoiling. Depending you, on the book, right? Yeah. And generally, with much bigger payoffs. Exactly. Right. Yeah. right, right imagine right. more detail. Imagine if you ran into a bar, you know, when they would do the Game of Thrones viewings at the bar. Oh, oh god. Imagine running into a bar and yelling what happened at the red wedding. Oh my god. You you would like, die. Like if, if that person died and you read that story about how he was killed in a bar after shouting at the end of the red wedding, like yeah, well, 
yeah, that's what's going to happen. Like, <laughs> nobody's prosecuted. Nobody's, like, of course you did. Like, that's so, exactly what happens. Well, I mean, you think about it. Think about it. Like, how You ran an electrical storm covered in aluminum foil. Like, oh, my God, I got struck by lightning. Nobody blames the lightning. How, over- how oversaturated, like, everything is right now with, you know, like, you cannot get on social media when your favorite series is on the air. Like, I log the fuck out of Facebook yeah. when it's Game of Thrones time. Like, no. Like, don't even. Like, you can't good. log the fuck out of Antarctica. <laughs> you can't. <laughs> Actually, well, actually, yeah, it turns out. <laughs> well, you can if you stab the other. Yeah. What, what if he like, like, does it like double Dixon where it's like he's reading the Harry Potter series and when he gets to book three, if he's like, oh, book three was great, he goes, oh, well, this is how book six ends. Oh shit! Oh like, my just, god! <laughs> just kills the entire or, series. Or, or you know, be the biggest thing: move, wait till they're in the last, the last little bit, and then while he's sleeping, take the book. And just hide it, oh, or like god. take a page. <laughs> oh my god. god! My 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 mother told me. That I almost was, assaulted one of you right now. My mother, my mother is someone. my mother is one of seven, and my grandfather, God rest his soul, was a little bit of a temperamental man, but he enjoyed his jigsaw puzzles. The and, Simpson would say Scottish. And one of the <laughs> one of the uh, one of my uncles uh, was his like his favorite thing to do was to take one of the pieces <laughs> and hide like the last piece of the jigsaw. <laughs> Piece 1,999. Yeah. Oh, you can Sorry count. about your continued yeah. stress. So, yeah. where, where <laughs> did y'all read where this guy was stabbed? Uh, like, was it, he was stabbed straight up in his heart. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. wait. Was this a fatal stabbing? No, no. no, no. He's, he's oh, still cool. alive. It is our first uh, our first ever case of attempted murder in, in Antarctica. Antarctica. Wow. Yeah, because he's already on trial in Russia for attempted murder. Wow. Dude survived a heart stabbing, though. Like, <laughs> can you imagine that phone call? He just tried to kill me. Yeah. When are you guys going to get here? <laughs> that's, a, that's a long <laughs> ass wait. Don't too. take a, the knife a, out. That's a bad 911 call. He just, he just ran out and like laid in the snow. Yeah, like, right? I got, like, I got to ice these organs. <laughs> well, what, I'm going to cryogenically freeze myself. <laughs> well, they were in the mess hall, right? They were like eating dinner. So it's probably a steak knife or, or something. Yeah, like, yeah, no, it was a kitchen knife. Kitchen, basic kitchen wait. knife. Wait, how the hell? Okay, I'm not, I'm not saying that you should kill people. Yeah. I'm not pro, I'm not pro murder. I mean, um, I'm anti-murder. Let me be real clear on that. But if you're gonna murder somebody, you stab them in the heart. You're the only ones there. How the hell do you not finish the job? Mm. Like maybe you got him in the maybe, heart. Well, maybe you, he had you, seconds off. you probably didn't mean to go that far, based on ah, the okay, reason for I the stabbing. To, right? I meant <laughs> to stab you in the quadricep. Why'd you move? <laughs> this is your fault. Actually, then I'm just stuck with the thing. Oh God, I'm so sorry. Don't tell mom. Don't tell mom. <laughs> I will give you my candy. I'll give you candy if you don't tell mom. Don't tell Russia. I'm so, so don't sorry. Tell Russia that I Mother Russia. <laughs> oh, my God. This actually, of course, likens back to our... This is our continued stabbing over dork things. This is actually entry three. Entry one, of course, we actually talked about last week. Hashtag make dirt and famous. Yep. Uh, with our uh, uh, guy who was attacked on the uh, subway, subway and defended himself with, uh, with uh, uh, a Naruto... Metal headband. Leaf village headband. Yep. Village head the leaves, dude. It takes care of shit. Uh, <laughs> and then we had the other one where the roommates uh, got into a knife fight over Star Trek versus Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Do we ever figure out whether or not the attacker was pro Star Trek or pro Star Wars? He's got to be pro uh, Star Wars. I don't know because the Star Trekies I seem are more passionate, but the Star Wars are probably more aggressive. Right, they're more yeah. inclined to violence. Yeah, but what did they use God. to attack you? You said but he was a knife fight because I think the Star Trek guy would pull out a bat list. Right, the other uh, guy would pull out a plastic lightsaber. We know how that will go. Right. Well, so I think he, but he was smart. Yeah, you that. get stabbed by a real knife when they stab you back. Right. <laughs> right. So that was 
So now this is entry three in the uh, the what is our ongoing series? Knife fights over door things. I think the stabber like was it. the the stabber was the Star Wars fan. Yeah, so yeah, that makes sense. Well, because the because the Star Trek fan was choking the Star Wars <laughs> fan, and so oh. the stabbing was done in self defense. Okay, well that she makes. Was, I, I, I got. I forgot how much. I forgot how much I loved this story because the direct quote was he was saying Spock was the shit and I was saying Yoda was the shit. Like that's the quote from. I mean, I'm done. that is not like when you get to prison. Don't tell them that's what happens. <laughs> right? Do not tell them that's what happens. That guy's uh, he's a Kirk fan. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I know it makes sense too because like Star Trek absolutely goes for the choke. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Star Wars like the dramatic over dramatic choke like. And yeah. karate no, it, chomp. It they gotta do the karate it chomp. It literally well. says ah. it literally <laughs> says he was emulating Spock and choking the Star Wars. Oh my god. Uh, you can't you the can't Star make Wars this guy shit stabbed up. in self-defense. So that's entry three and our uh, people being stabbed <laughs> over dork shit. It's also entry four hundred and sixty-six of things I'm never well, gonna be afraid of. Well, hold is on, a Durden, Star Trek dork trying to choke me. Durden, <laughs> right? Durden wasn't stabbed over dork shit. He defended himself with dork shit okay. after being sorry, sorry, sorry. Knife attacks involving dork shit. Sure, okay. All right. In Antarctica. Fair. Well, this, is, this is entry one in for the Antarctica five, series. This is Antarctica edition. Antarctica uh, So uh, I hope he gets better. Godspeed. Uh, May you. <laughs> and also, actually, you I know what? You know I what? take that back. I hope he does okay. Right. Well, and they showed a picture of this guy, and like, there's just a library behind him. Like, he had a personal library. Just like, we, we should find out the things that were spoiled. I'm gonna look into that. If I, I find out what stories were spoiled. That that's some good. Uh, I mean, look, you spoil you spoil something like Game of Thrones and Movaga. I would not. I I'd still call that self defense. But it was like fight. Like he's on Fight Club. That finally did it. Like he's reading Fight Club. Oh he my god. It. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. He's already he's already pumped up on you know Fight Club. Uh, and the bu- and the book ending compared to the movie ending is like exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That book is Ooh. ten times better. Yeah. Just saying. All right, moving on. Oh wait, are we more? done? Who was it? Right. Oh, thank God, this train is over. Oh, we're not done. <laughs> oh. But wait, there's, there's more. more. So uh, we're heading into our paid segments. We actually no longer have any matchups uh, from Mr. T. That segment has ended. But does there that is, mean? Uh, I think the Mr. T Kool Aid Man thing just just we, we gave up. We, we, no, we, we we peaked. We there blew, was nothing we blew after. one mind too many. Yep, after Mr. Yeah. T versus the Kool-Aid Man. There was pretty nothing. Good. There was oh, yeah. Else to go. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, that matchup wasn't alcohol-induced at all. Nope, neither is this one. <sighs> uh, we don't have a matchup. So that means that there is currently one, I count them, one uh, segment for $20 a month on our Patreon, and you can have your very own segment on the show. Although I hear tell there is people already vying for it, so if you want, you better grab it quick. Uh, I mean, that ladies don't, and that means that you can go in there, drop $20 a month, and make Al and I stab each other once an episode. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe. Like, Let's talk about what they're stabbing with <laughs> and how much room we get on location. But for, yeah, I mean, to keep the show going, yeah, we know. Uh, so we don't have that. But we are going to get a book recommendation. The book recommendation, of course, brought to you by djlmo.com. djlmo.com is, of course, where you can find local author and insanely talented local author. I needed something different for that. Yeah, you do, yeah. Uh, JLMO. You can find her McShane, McMurder, McMinistry, McMinimus on um, the uh, the uh, thing. I'm sorry, I got distracted by alcohol. Uh, here, give I her just, that thing. I just want the Coke. Yeah, that, co- that one was empty. You need that one over there. Uh, I like I like how her microphone is it's like a force field. She can't get past it. But she didn't know how to do it. It doesn't it. swivel <laughs> like, a, like, a, like a dog fence. <laughs> <laughs> so are you every calling time, her? Every she, time I reach past it, I hear like a... 
Right. You're going oh, I was going to say it's just electric. Yeah, it was electric. The <laughs> impending shock. The like, point here is djalmo.com, home of the McShane, McMurder, McMystery, McMinney, McMinney. McRib. Uh, series of five really, really phenomenal short stories uh, uh, about a private detective located on the east coast of Florida and her ongoing adventures. So uh, check it out. Actually, it's a really, really great series. Book six is underway. I follow up with her. On the regular, wanting to know when book six and the final, which will be the final book of the series, comes out. Yeah. But they're five chapters. They're short mysteries, uh, and they're absolutely worth checking out. You can also check out her blog and a bunch of other writings. And uh, if you want to support local artists who also support local podcasts, and uh, once again, that's Mick Mo with the JL series. Mick Mo. VJLMo.com. <laughs> JLMO.com. Uh, but for a book recommendation, we're actually going to toss it over to Brian. Brian, what you got for us for a book recommendation? What are the gentlemen reading these days? Ah, oh, God, that could be any number of different things. <laughs> it's it's Playboy, right? That's what they're reading. Here's here's one I'll recommend that I I think is uh, it's pretty mainstream. A lot of people talk about it, uh, but I really think um, the insights in it are true and uh, good applications to your life, and that would be the Outliers. The Outliers. Yeah. Outliers is great. I mean talks about 10,000 hours of anything in your life makes you an expert uh basically you know uses the beatles as a good example of you know played eight hours a day six days a week for many many months and years i thought it was eight days a week damn it you, oh! you beat me to it <laughs> We're going to have to read about that one and see if that song was inspired by that. But, <laughs> but in fact, they did play six days a week in Germany for eight hours a day before they became the Beatles that everybody knows. I mean, how good would you become at your instrument and craft right. after that much time? Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's, uh, you know, why we uh, we drive so well under intoxication, even though we don't recommend it, is because you spend so much time driving <laughs> and you can get from point A to point I want to be clear, thegent.com and for geek's sake, neither one of them endorse drunk driving. I want to yeah. be real clear about that point right there. I don't want to speak for you, but I feel like I'm safe in saying that Jet yes. Life does no, not recommend. We, we do not encourage that. However, the point being that you know anything that you spend a serious amount of time with, you can almost do in your sleep. There are a bunch of inappropriate jokes that I'm going to move past. Yeah, just so many. But Let's the just... book was The Outliers. Uh, do you know the author of the author? No, Shh. I didn't mean to call. I wasn't trying to call Shit. you out. I should have. Uh, actually, uh, Elijah knows the author. He's. Just, we Elijah, also, were you? We also all have tiny computers in our hands. I was trying to distract while Elijah looked it up, so it wasn't a thing. Oh, what do you mean? Just, I know it off the top of my head. It's by Malcolm Gladwell. Malcolm Gladwell. Oh wow, that's by Malcolm Gladwell. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I actually do know. Mal no, I actually know Malcolm Gladwell. He's <laughs> sure. not like personally. Like, sure, we're not, like, Dan. But you Malcolm guys share donut burgers together. <laughs> no, buddy, that was just you and I, man. I've <laughs> never had a donut burger with anyone else. But I would have a donut burger with Malcolm Gladwell because the guy's insanely cool. Uh, so that's the Outliers by Malcolm Gladwell. That is our recommendation. Up next, let's do Liz's mom. Hey. Liz's mom. Got it going on. Uh, so Liz's mom is on an Apple kick lately. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, what do you call a person that witnesses a robbery at an Apple store? I don't know. What do you call it? An eyewitness. Uh, 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 very good. <laughs> very good. Oh, I, but I love when you're here for the pun. <laughs> Believe me, I do this. I do this in the car. Like, I get the last couple ones have been pretty good, but I laugh hysterically in the car. Patreon.com/slash for geeks sake. Grab that open slot, everyone. There's an open slot, and it needs to be grabbed. Yeah. Uh, Twenty dollars a month, Ooh. and you too can set your own segment. There's also a variety of other. I'm uh, also putting up a forty dollars segment that pushes Liz's mom out. If anyone's interested, just throwing it out there. Does that mean they get a double segment? 
Nope. We just, <laughs> we just skipped. We uh, made the episode too many. I, I think that it's like it's like two against the world here. Like everyone loves Liz's mom. Everyone loves doing Liz's mom. Right? I no, no. I I actually, as long as Liz's mom continues to pay twenty dollars a month for her segment, yeah. I will have no. As a matter of fact, I want to be clear. When you're gone, I do the puns myself. <laughs> I know you do. That is how dedicated I am to doing your mom. And I'm, <laughs> and I'm just so, I'm just their greatest critic. So when they're great, I love them. When they're not great, listen. I, I only want. Her to bring greatness. Nothing less. <laughs> That's true. Because Elijah's Elijah's not anti-pun. I think I'm the only one who's really. I think well, producer Dan's a little anti-pun. Uh, but I'm yeah. All right, let's do some shout-outs. Uh, shameless who, plugs. Oh, sorry, shameless wow. plugs. Really, really. How did I miss this is your podcast? Right, right. I am I new here? I don't know. I don't. And now I'm crossing it out as if that's going to make a difference on my notes. Wow, I remember um, my first podcast. <laughs> No one loves you. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my God. It's so true. Do you want to start with Shameless Plugs, though? Uh, 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 so I wrote this really great self-help book recently <laughs> about how to love yourself. Uh, no, no, no. No, just kidding. I, okay, I don't have a Shameless Plug this week. That's all right. Uh, hey, guys, go donate to Hero Spark. You've got, well, no, it's going to be over. Hero Spark. Tim Phil. No, by the time, no, wait, go, by the, no, team out. By the time this episode <laughs> drops, it's, it's over, man. Actually, to be clear. The po- I mean, the, you can always donate the to Heroes. The will like, absolutely be like, more than happy to accept your donation. They're not going to not take your money on Thursday. It's just the contest is over. So, yeah, go donate your money to Heroes Park. Yeah, or patreon.com slash for geek's sake. Uh, <laughs> Ivan, what you got for us? Um, well, to go along with the theme for this evening, uh, we'll Stabbings? Say, no, I was going to say, uh, my shameless plug tonight is going to be for a great store, uh, Liquor 46 on... 46th Street or How have Avenue? we never plugged a liquor store? How have you not? <laughs> Why are we not approaching liquor stores to sponsor our show? I have no idea. So that's there... Liquor 46 on West 46. Uh, State Road 46? Yes. West First Road. Street? No, it's 46. State Road 46. Okay. Wow, oh, State is... Road 46. State Road 46. Not 46th Street. No, no. I was trying to think. I was like, it's State Road, dummy. State Road 46 yeah. is very, yeah. 40, <laughs> Orlando's only got like, only like the fifth, I think, maybe sixth. Oh, yeah. no. You get up to 29th, but you don't want to get up to 29th. <laughs> no. All right. Well, <laughs> down uh, to 29th. State yeah. Road 46. State uh, Road 46, West of I-4, about two miles next to the Publix. All right. There you Fantastic go. Fantastic selection of everything. I do have one more shameless plug. Actually, it's uh, a charity that I just recently donated to. Uh, it's called the Self- Hero Spark. No, actually, <laughs> you bastards. Sorry. Um, That's fine. Don't help children. It's good. Uh, this one does actually. It's called the Selfless Love Foundation. Damn it. Um, I mean, good for that one, but <laughs> <laughs> terrible for your kids. Um, <laughs> uh, it's a husband-wife team, and what they do is they uh, those aren't children. Transform the lives of current and former foster youth through awareness and strategic partnerships. Oh, damn it! Right in the heart straight. That's a really uh-huh. good. That is good. So yeah. I heard of it through uh, one of my uh, customers, uh, professional race driver Ryan DL. He uh, um, teamed up with Tequila Patron, and uh, they're sponsoring uh, this charity. And he's uh, wrapping, when I when I off. when I teamed up with Patron, it went very different. Yeah, it's, it's, it's yeah. <laughs> that was a very different. I team up with Patron. I don't start donating money to children. So needs. all I heard there was Ivan knows a professional race car driver that he can bring on the show. I know, right? I knew several. How cool is that? Oh, no big deal. No big deal. NBD. NBD. Uh, <laughs> Eli, what you got? I became my BFF um, professional race car driver. I am a hooked Was on the uh, uh, phonics. <laughs> Boom! What, what, yeah. Boom! What the fuck is this, 1992? Wiggle take! <laughs> a, B, C, D, E, F, G, motherfucker! Sick uh, burn, bro. Mo. <laughs> no, NPR's Tiny Desk series. Yeah. you guys like Queen, this is where, this is where you find music Goth right now. 
like this is where you find up and coming <laughs> artists or artists that are amazing but just aren't getting the sort of airplay or attention that they oh, should man, be getting. Oh man, I'm gonna piggyback right off that. I'm gonna say if you're gonna follow uh, technical director producer Eli's shameless plug tonight, Tiny Desk. One of the first things that you need to Google is the uh, the, t- the NPR Tiny Desk series, uh, Tank and the Bangas, and Tank oh and my the Banga god, is their performance amazing. on that is amazing. And what was the one you made us listen to? Hobo Johnson, Hobo Lovemakers, which I'm going to see in still, November. Uh, still not a fan. All right, he is uh, he's different, unique, but that's what Tiny Desk does. Yeah, they we're bring all beautiful and unique snowflakes. They, they bring <laughs> so much different style, you know, and it's literally it's an office. Like there's a, a bookshelf in the back. Like the background is a bookshelf. It looks like you're sitting in the back of like your favorite childhood library. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, really, and with a desk in the front. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yep. Totally. I mean, the name is not Florence? a misnomer. It's legitimately like, yeah, that's Florence and the Machine actually just did a tiny desk yep. performance. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh right. I do like Florence pretty, and the Machine. Mm-hmm. Pretty great. And there was one. Oh, I'll have to look it up. I can, I'll say it after you go out. But there was one that was like a newer. I never heard of this group, and they were amazing. <laughs> right. Sort of like. Tank so where the do bangers. they do that? Is that YouTube? Yeah, yeah, they got on YouTube. All right, YouTube. NPR Tiny Desk. Tiny desk. All right, let's toss this uh, uh, over to you, Brian. Anything you'd like to shamelessly plug? Uh, Perhaps a project you're working on, maybe a blog that you have. Just let me think. Um, there is a blog. In fact, it's called um, Gent Life. Uh, what? Uh, <laughs> you can find us on the web at gent-life.com, on Instagram, gent.life, uh, Gent Life tweets on Twitter. Uh, we're also on Pinterest. Soon to have our own podcast. You keep saying that. That's true. You know, I needed this day to happen. Is yeah, what I we're here. We're here to bring you along, kicking and screaming. That's what we do with most of our guests. On behalf of women everywhere, thank you. Oh God, we need your support. <laughs> thank we, you so much. We, in fact, one of our most recent blog posts was about Pinktober and why it is a not just a woman's cause but a man's cause as well. Because where would we be without them? I don't think I don't based on basic biology. I don't think we exist. Correct. Uh, I'm not positive. I haven't. You know, I don't. It's also the fact that since breasts are able to raise so much for money for cancer research, this everyone benefits from that research. <laughs> that is <as> true. Well. <laughs> well, yeah. Takes, nobody's nobody's uh, nobody's walking around with a you know save the testicles t-shirts. So. Well, the prostate more <laughs> than the prostate, <laughs> but that's but that's, that's fine. We know yeah, whatever. However, <laughs> that's however, fine. Whatever it takes. Because that yeah. is also uh, uh, so so that uh. The, the one I was on recently is Super Organism. NPR Tiny Desk. Check them out. Super Organism. Yeah. Super, Just a really a, eclectic group. That's they, the name of a band? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, there's a, a girl that sings kind of like just like almost monotone, but everyone uh-huh. around here is like really made. No, it's part of the act. Yeah, and yeah, they, yeah. Like a girl just like pours a bucket of water into another bucket and like shakes up a two liter and opens like all these really amazing cells are part of the song and it just works. Like it's awesome. Elijah yeah. finds the most eclectic <laughs> music. Was she like a retired Foley artist? Alicia, uh, Alicia. they're young. He's Alicia, like super young. Elijah's like the like the OG hipster, like, dude. Like he's not a, <laughs> like not a shitty hipster. Like Elijah's no, 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 like no. an actual real hipster. Absolutely. Do you know how many times like Elijah listens to so much music that I would hate, but every once in a while he's like, listen to this. And when he does, unlike I think almost anyone else on the planet. Who, would, who does this to me? When Elijah does it, I'm like, okay, I'm going to stop and actually listen. Right. Because he doesn't bring it to me unless it's like Postal Service. The first time I ever heard of Postal <gasps> Service was through this guy. You introduced right him to Postal Service? Oh, yeah. That's Ye- awesome. Can I tell you right now? Years before I heard them on the radio. Literally and you know, years. you know the like you know who the Postal Service is and why the Postal Service is important, right? They deliver your mail. He doesn't know the background. I don't know. And I can so, be sure. I'm going to stop you right there. I don't. I don't care. Yeah. Oh, you uh, should. We'll, we'll give it to him offline. Okay. No, that's, I'm, 
So uh, for my shameless plugs, I've got a pair of them. First, just finished Daredevil season three, uh, uh, and it's I just started. So okay. shh. Can we shush. can we just give a can we just give a shout out to the amazing graphic that Eli posted on the Slack channel recently that you totally did not get. <laughs> The advertisement for the new Daredevil VR game. <laughs> it was just a, it was a it's black so, screen. Just a black screen. <laughs> and he, no, no, because he I just did. got it. Thank he, you. He posted a black. <laughs> he, no, no, he posted. He says, if you, by the way, follow our Patreon at the five dollar, I think it's the five dollar level or higher, I, yeah. you get access to our Slack channel Ooh. where we do all this stuff. And so what he did is under the random channel on Slack, he posted just a black, a picture of like a picture, and I downloaded it, it was just blacks, all black. And I said to him, like, I'm not sure what I'm looking at. <laughs> Which I'm sure is what he was waiting for some idiot to do. Come on, bite it, bite it, bite it. I was like, come on, it. somebody, somebody. And then he hit me with it. And I'm like, oh, I'm so... You took the lure. I did. <laughs> and I was mad at myself. I wasn't even mad at him. Well, I did the same thing. I just thought, like, oh, I'm on a crappy internet service and it's just right. not loading. So whatever, go back to my work, you know. Yeah, I asked that. <laughs> so Daredevil Season 3, not a, not a bad way for the uh, Netflix Marvel Universe to end. Because I'm going to tell you, I don't think you're going to get another series after this one. Um... But uh, uh, it was good uh, overall. I would call it. I'd probably give it a seven out of ten uh, on it. I, we don't have time to do a full breakdown of it. Here's the thing. I just want to put this out there. I don't care how what your superhero is going through. I'm only listening to. I'm only willing to listen to them whine for about two episodes. Right. And then I'm gonna need to go do something else because if I just want to listen to people bitch about how hard their, how hard their life was, I could turn off the damn television. So. So why didn't you like Iron Fist again? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, but despite that weakness, Vincent D'Onofrio as Kingpin, just God, he's, he's still amazing. Just, just the best. And there was a lot going on with the season that I absolutely loved. There was that just uh, the only the only hard part to get through. And for those of you who start watching, uh, the first I, he whines so much, and I'm just like, get the hell over yourself. And here's the other thing. I'm just gonna note no spoilers here. If you know that there is somebody out there in, in the next room murdering people and coming to murder you next, and if you see them physically breaking through the door, shining style, fire the goddamn gun. <laughs> don't, not once, don't like fire, don't, uh, not a warning shot. Commit. It, it, empty the goddamn clip, okay? Like, I get you wanting to make sure you don't hurt innocent civilians, but if he's murdered other people and he's breaking through the door, empty the goddamn clip. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, so that's Daredevil Season 3. Also, uh, for those of you who are interested in Honest Trailers, they just launched, they just loaded one today, actually, on Tuesday for Batman the Animated Series, which was uh, uh, pretty cool. So, word. That's, uh, that's my shameless boss. Neat. All right, folks, that is going to do it for us. I want to say thank you so much to Brian and Gent Life for coming on and hanging Thanks out. Thanks for having yeah, me. Thanks, uh, Brian. I, it. I promise to think about dressing better, not for the show, but I mean for other things. Uh, I definitely drink now like a grown up, though. Um, you and, got that part. Yeah, oh, I, I got that part a lot. <laughs> and by the way, in case you're wondering, folks, here's how you know whether you're drinking like a grown up. When you go to the bar and you order a drink, if you tell them what liquor to put in it, now you're getting there. <laughs> if you don't, at don't no point, accept the well. Yeah, yeah, no, well, I don't. I don't say bring me a bourbon. I'll tell you which bourbon. You don't. If only thing you might want to tell me what bourbons you have. Yeah. But I'll tell you which one I want. Yeah, if you don't have Eagle Rare, I'm walking. Uh, well, this works. I'm actually thinking <laughs> so. of I'm actually thinking of uh, uh, the days when I used to drink Ibar's three for ones. Ooh no! Yeah. Oh my God, the two dollar the two dollar <laughs> Firefly sweet tea vodka. Yeah, like, oh, and that's Gent Dash Fly. God, I know. So I need a Gent. <laughs> well, I, I no. Okay, so that is going to do it for us. Once again, thank you to Brian and Gent. Thank Jen you. Life. 
Uh, uh, thoughts and prayers, uh, Michelle. We hope you get better soon. All the love from uh, all of us over to you. And uh, until next time, this is Al Sterling saying, Grease me up, woman! That, that pause was awkward. But intentional. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make it. I'm going to commit. Are we, are we doing this this episode? Or yeah, we're just talking over the damn thing. We're doing things? Doing right, it. Great. We're doing it. <laughs> 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 <laughs>